I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Uh, there was apparently a alien invasion in Los Angeles last night. <gasps> so everybody started freaking out because there's all these videos and pictures of like a meteor shooting across the sky, like a giant ball of fire. Yeah. Like fire not like a thing a light but fire didn't that happen in russia the other day too yeah like it looked like armageddon was happening in la and people started losing their minds okay because it was so unusual that there's no explanation for it like you look at this ball of fire going through the sky and there is no other explanation except end of days yeah that is cloverfield so the Los Angeles police tweeted out this public service announcement. A meteor did not crash into downtown Los Angeles. And no, it's not an alien invasion. Just a film shoot. This is Tinseltown after all. Yeah, right. So, it was That's a, a government covering it up again. It's a movie. Yeah, okay. It was a I'm movie. so sure. It was a movie. No. Nope. It was not an alien you invasion. No. You know, the interesting thing with this, though, is there's a part of me, a small part of me, yeah. like a small part of me, that, and I don't want mass destruction. I don't want people to die, and I don't want somebody to lose their house and everything else. So let's just get that out of the way. But there's a small part of me that is a little disappointed that it's not a giant meteor or alien invasion. And it would only take over LA and then just leave it at that? Oh, eventually it would spread. Of course it would. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on up to the ship. <laughs> we got room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, of course it would spread, right? But like, I don't want mass destruction. I don't want anybody to, yeah, to die. I don't want anything else. I've seen enough but, alien movies to know that it would result in mass destruction and death. Yeah, no, I know. But it's been such a long time since we have, like, the, the big news stories lately like when something happens and it affects a lot of people where everybody comes together it's always a mass shooting you know Mm. it's never like do you remember when the kid was in the balloon the kid was in the balloon remember when the parents said that the kid was in the hot air balloon (laughs) and then the balloon went off and we were all on TV watching who we thought was a child inside the, the helium balloon and what was it was a hoax the kid wasn't, he was like in the barn, but it brought oh. everybody together. Remember, what's the kid's name? Falcon? Remember that kid? Oh my yeah. God, yes. Remember Balloon now, Boy? As soon as you said Falcon, then I remember. Yes, yes. fly, Falcon, fly, sure. right? yeah. 
We don't get a lot of those things anymore where we're all brought together by something that doesn't end in sort of, you know, destruction and tears and, 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 and mass shootings. There's no events like that. There hasn't been an event like that in a real long time. So you want the alien invasion? No, yes, because it would give us something to talk about. That's <laughs> we not, have so many other but, things to talk no, about, but bro. friendly aliens, right? Like, I don't want like a war Man. to start with aliens, but we need, I miss those what, stories. Like e. Yeah, I guess. I, I but I miss those stories that brings everybody together. Like I, I don't, I don't know. But we're I, not prepared for this. I, I would say we are prepared for this as a people. I would say we're highly. Well, prepared I, no, for I don't this. know what to do. If there's nobody's told me what to do. What with an alien invasion? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. The aliens are just going to do butt stuff anyway. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Raza Mocha. Who's this? Hi, it's Eileen. Hi, Eileen. What's going on? Um, I was just wondering, just to celebrate the beginning of spring, mm-hmm. if you guys could play five and seven with Maury. Well, it is the first full day of spring, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could probably do that. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Give us a couple minutes to get everything set up, okay, Eileen? All right, thanks. All hey, right. before we let you go, between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, Mocha. Wow, <laughs> dude. Never mind them. <laughs> <laughs> Couple minutes, five and seven, just for you, Eileen. Thanks. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. This is five in seven. Woo! Uh, by request, Emmett Mori, please join us one more time. Love five and seven. Five and seven, very simple. We will ask Emmett Mori to name five things. He has seven seconds to name those five things. I will read the questions. Mocha will be the official judge and timekeeper. Damn it, Mori, are you ready? Okay. If this is your first time hearing how five and seven is played, if Damon Mori, <laughs> I thought Mocha was gonna say if it's your first time playing, but I was gonna be like, no, I played it before. <laughs> You thought he was just talking to you just then? <laughs> if David Mori gets a, an answer wrong, Give he'll hear this. Uh, loser. Yes. If David Mori gets the questions right, he'll hear this. Winner. Oh. Never heard that before anymore. Eh, Felt good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. David Mori, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Name five pork products. Pig. Loser. <laughs> you can't give an answer of pork to the question, name five pork products. Pork can't be the answer. Maury, name five pork products. Pig. <laughs> uh, Maury, we've given you bacon, uh, chops, ham, ribs, loin I would have given you. <laughs> Maury, name five pork products. Pig. <laughs> pork. Pork. <laughs> uh, Maury, okay. name five types of floor covering. Okay, carpet, wood, um, me. Like if you're lying there. Loser. Excuse me. Like if you're lying on the floor. You. Did you say me? You are a floor yeah. covering? No, Maury. Would have given you carpet, of course. Tile, yeah. Tile. would have given you vinyl, would have given you wood, as you said. Laholium? Yeah, would have given you cork, all mm. that stuff. What'd you say? Laholium? Laholium. Oh, yeah. that's what I thought you said. Yeah, okay, yeah. exactly. Right. Laholium. Yeah. They got a big sale, Home Depot, on that stuff this weekend. <laughs> Maury, name five words that start with O. Oh. Um, octopus. Um, ostrich. 
Um, October. Uh, Loser. Oh, so close. <laughs> so close. Uh, Orange. Orange. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, yes. oats, oats, like any of the O words, really. I'm not going to go through the whole but list. I did not, the first one, there was O, like there, O-H. There are a few. Like O. No, that wasn't your answer. No, you, you, that's, okay, then that's four. <laughs> oh. Uh, damn it, Maury. Name the five odd numbers that follow 74. 75. <laughs> 75. 77. Loser. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to leave. I'm leaving. I can't take this anymore. So, you okay? Yeah. Hey, uh, se- 75, 77, 79, 81, and 83 more. And finally, Maury. Mm-hmm. Name five sports you play shirtless. Okay. Um, if your skins on, ba- on volleyball... Um, shirtless swimming. Um, uh, loser. <laughs> your skins. You know the shirts and skins. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. Um, <laughs> Not in this day and yeah. age. Mari, what have given you boxing? Oh, because there's no shirts in that. Wow. <laughs> uh, water polo, I would have given you. Wrestling, I would have. Surfing, I would have given you. Uh, and yeah, beach volleyball. Skins. Or, or, or basketball, where they call shirts and skins. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, is uh, Cookie Monster still trending? Yes. I woke up this morning, Cookie Monster was trending. Uh, so Sesame Street tweeted this out. You're stuck on a desert island. And you can pick one of these Sesame Street friends to come with you. Who are you picking and why? And your choices were Oscar the Grouch, Grover, Elmo or Cookie Monster? Much like you, one person tweeted this morning and said, I saw a Cookie Monster trending and thought he died or something. <laughs> Come on, they wouldn't do that. You have to be a monster to like officially kill Cookie Monster. They don't kill Muppets, do they? Or, yeah. like, no. no, they retire them. Right. Um, a couple of people, actually a lot of people, this is why it was trending, because a lot of people were, were choosing Cookie Monster. Somebody said, uh, Elmo's the only choice. Uh, Grover's oh. too anxious. Uh-huh. Cookie Monster would go through cookie withdrawal, and who even knows what his sober personality is? True. Anyone who chooses Oscar should be on a watch list. Oh. I pick Cookie Monster because he's an addict, and getting us off an island and in the direction <laughs> of cookies in 48 hours minimum. Uh, yeah, uh, Oscar does true. nothing but complain and would need you to carry his weight. Elmo seems to lack instinctual survival skills and Cookie Monster has a lack of impulse control. The answer is Grover who also doubles as Super Grover and get you off the island. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about Super Grover. Uh, Oscar, obviously, he's the most rational, rational and real of all the Muppets and would approach a situation with the seriousness it deserves. Cookie Monster is deranged. Elmo brings nothing to the table and is annoying and don't even get me started on Grover. Somebody God. said, Cookie Monster, fattest of the bunch, best food source, will last the longest. <laughs> That's true. I would say, geez, it's, it's tough because I would like, I would initially say Oscar the Grouch because I don't think he would be as needy as any of the others. Right. Right. Oscar would not nearly be as needy but as Elmo. But he's of no help to you with anything. No, no but I'll I, tell you what a great help is, not wanting to 
invade my space. No, but you, you the whole point is also to be resourceful, to try and find things. What is Elmo going to do? Yeah. Yeah, but what is Oscar going to do? Nothing, and that's fine. If I had a choice no. of somebody doing nothing but annoying me or somebody doing nothing who chose to ignore me, I would go and pick Oscar, who's going to do nothing but also ignore me. No, I would choose Oscar because... As one person stated, like he's the most rational. He would look at a situation and be like, okay, screw you guys. Like yeah. you're of no use to this situation. Let me figure out or at least be work with somebody else within our group here right. to come up with a solution to get us off of this island. Yeah, because there's nothing worse when you're in a terrible situation and you have that one person in your life that is just like, oh, don't worry, everything's just going to work out. Like, shut up. Yeah. I don't want that around. I don't like that energy. We're on a desert island. Yeah. I don't like the everything's <laughs> going to just work out energy. Yeah. And I think that like when you're on a desert island and you're sitting there thinking, I have no water source and we're going to dehydrate and shrivel up and die. I don't want somebody like Elmo who's like, oh, you just need a hug. Yeah. Right? Like that would anger me. Yeah. I would be furious you know at somebody like guys? Elmo. If we dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So yesterday, the big debate was if you had to be stranded on a desert island with one Sesame Street character, would it be Grover, Elmo, Cookie Monster, or Oscar? Yeah. So here's the debate today. Okay. <clears throat> Somebody on Reddit asked this question and it exploded. The question... How many times do you say chugga before choo-choo? Chugga? What? <laughs> How many what? times do you say chugga before you say choo-choo? Mocha, it's the sound of a chain, train. Three times. Go for it. Chugga, chugga. Oh, chugga, chugga, <laughs> chugga, choo-choo. Chugga, chugga, ch No, two times. Say it two. again. Chugga, chugga, choo-choo. So I that's just four. one. I say four. No, chugga, chugga. That's two times. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, so two times. Yeah. Mocha says two. You say what, Maury? Four. Four, go. Ha chugga, 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 choo-choo. Do it again. Ha chugga, 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 choo-choo. Don't, don't put the H on the yeah, beginning wow. of it. What are you doing? It sounds like you're sneezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chugga, 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 choo-choo. No, one more time. Ha chugga, chugga, no, chugga. stop with the H. Chugga, chugga. Chugga, 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 choo-choo. I think that was five. <laughs> I counted seven there just now. <laughs> okay. Okay, one more time. Chugga, 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 choo-choo. That's three. Is that your stomach? It was my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> your stomach did it once. Okay. Do it again. Chugga, 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 choo-choo. So that was four times. Why do you change it every single time? That's not me. I mean, it is me, but it's not me. <laughs> okay, try again. Chugga, 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 choo-choo. Now, you, you did it six times there. You sure? Okay. Yeah. Just do it slow, okay. man. And stop slow. sneezing at the beginning. Okay, okay. okay. Just chugga. <laughs> yes. Go. Chugga, 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 chugga. I said slow. Oh. Chugga, chugga, no. chugga, 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 chugga. Chugga, choo-choo. So five, five times. times. That's too many chuggas. Yeah, I think so. Right? It didn't take that long for but a train to go choo-choo. Chugga, 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 choo-choo. I know, but just standard. Like when we're talking about... Stand. Chugga, choo-choo. Yeah. What's the sort of standard? I think it's twice. You, you go chugga, no. chugga, choo-choo. It's between three and four, guaranteed. No, you did between three and seven. Chugga, 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 choo-choo. 
Chugga 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 choo choo. See, that was three, three. times. Chugga 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 choo choo. You did too. Chugga 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 choo. So what's everybody on Reddit saying then? Well, it's a big debate. There is no consensus now. Oh. One one person had brought up the fact that they use Batman as an example. Oh, dunna na 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 Batman. Dunna 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 dunna. So four times, right? Before you get the Batman. Dunna na 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 Batman. Chugga 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 choo choo. No, but then you're just singing Batman, but just replacing. But I think dunna dunna. But we have to find we have to find comparisons in this world. Chugga chugga choo choo is because of dunna na 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 Batman. Chugga 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 choo choo. Chugga 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 choo choo. That's three. You did three. Now you're okay. So you say what, Mocha? I say chugga chugga choo choo. So twice. Twice. Yeah, that's it. Chugga 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 choo choo. I say three times. Do it again. Chugga 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 choo choo. No, that's yeah, that's three. No, is it? Oh, hold on. Is the question how many times you say chugga or chugga chugga? Oh, that's a whole other question. Hold on now. Am I because doing six then? Because then you're chugga, doing chugga, six. Chugga, 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 choo, choo. Yeah, I'm doing no, but six. Chugga, chugga six. is one. Chugga, 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 chugga. No, but what's the question on Reddit? It says, how many times do you say chugga See? before choo-choo? Yeah. I say twice. Okay, let's start this whole thing again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Transat flies to over 60 destinations in 26 countries. They got direct flights to 26 destinations alone in Europe. Yeah, check this out. Croatia, Paris, Athens, Dublin, Italy, Amsterdam, Portugal, Spain, London. Now, Croatia is an interesting one because if you look online, there's a lot of people who go to Croatia simply to do the Game of Thrones tour. Yeah. Because there's so many scenes from all the early seasons that they all shot in Croatia. And it's suddenly the hot spot. Like, yeah. That's it. Like, if you're a massive Game of Thrones fan, and I know because the show's coming back real soon, um, check out Croatia. And of course, we always say when you book with Air Transat, you're already on vacation. Air Transat, vacation is calling. Uh, Hey, Mocha, you want to take a phone call? Uh Uh-huh. Let's do it. Hi, it's Raza Mocha. Who's this? Hey, good morning, Daniel. What's up, Daniel? What's going on, fellas? Oh, Daniel from Harlem. Uh, You remember, yeah. What's up, man? (laughs) Of course, buddy. How are you? Welcome back to the show. Oh, that's good. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I was just uh, listening to uh, episode 69, the most recent one. Yeah, 69. And, um, of the oh, podcast. Of the podcast. Okay, yeah. On the podcast, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. And uh, the outtakes for Maury were hilarious. The commercial outtakes. Yeah, because Maury reads so much of the commercials that you hear on the radio, but in order to get to that final product, uh, it takes a while in the voice booth, like a long time. Right. So I was wondering if... Uh, we can listen to maybe now or if he has any or if you guys have any um some of his vocal warm ups like uh like unique New York, New York, you need you need New York. Do you do those? Do you do vocal warm ups, Maury? Uh, a lot of voice performers do. <laughs> no, that's not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I well said, he, he is acclaimed and credited, so I'm sure he does. Oh God, stop pumping sunshine, bro. I'm an actor member, which is the actors union for those that don't know. Okay. okay. Yeah. So Maury, yeah, you're right. Maury is a union member. So uh, good uh, good day, comrade Maury. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so a lot Maury. of the time what I do though is I'll just rub my cheeks and just go <laughs> Before I go in, just to sort of loosen up the cheeks. But have you ever read anything? Like, do you have any sort of thing that you... I pulled this out of my file. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. God, could you imagine having a file? What kind of boring life do you have to have a file on vocal (laughs) warm-ups? 
Okay, go ahead, more. Okay, Betty bought a bit of butter, but she found the butter bitter. Betty bought a, a bit of butter, so Betty bought a bit of butter. Betty make the butter bitter. Can one of you guys follow along with him? Like, read the notes? Oh, I thought you meant like in life, because the answer is no. Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. Bill has a bit... Okay, I can do my own. So these are the words that you read before you actually go and read a commercial just to to warm up. Yeah, for each one. So that's for the B, right? So if you want for the D... (laughs) Yeah, give us the D more. <laughs> did Doug dig David's garden or did Doug dig David's garden? Did Doug dig David's garden or did David dig Doug's garden? Did Doug dig David's garden or did Doug dig David's garden? <laughs> Hold on. Why are these two jabronis messing around with each other's gardens? Did Doug dig did Doug dig David's garden or did David dig David's garden? <laughs> I see why it takes 35 minutes now. <laughs> or there's James just jostled Gene gently. 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 Okay, stop. Yeah. Read that sentence slower so we know what the words actually James are. James just jostled Gene gently. Jane just jostled Gene gently. What does that mean? Like I guess he shook Gene but gently. Did he have permission? No, it doesn't say that. When was, oh. it, when was that written, by the way, Holmes? <laughs> the 50s, I assume. Yeah, I don't or, know if we should be reading the James and Jocelyn one. Or how about Jack the Jailbird? No, Jack, no, read it slow first. Jack the Jailbird jacked a Jeep. Okay. Jack the Jailbird jacked a Jeep. Okay, Maury, here we go. Jack the Jailbird jacked a Jeep. Jack the Jailbird jacked a Jeep. Jack the Jailbird jacked the Jeep. Jack the Jailbird jacked a 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 Jeep. Okay, now are, is the purpose of these things supposed to be to read them fast? Or yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Or Bill had a billboard. Bill also had a board bill. The board bill board bill. So Bill sold his billboard and paid his board bill. Oh my God, this is gonna be a nightmare. Go ahead. Bill had a billboard. Bill also had a billboard. Bill had a billboard. Bill also had a board bill. The board bill, but the bill bill. <laughs> so Bill had sold the billboard and paid the board bill. <laughs> bill had a billboard. So Bill had the billboard. So board had the billboard. So he sold the billboard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you, Mocha, but listening to Maury do that, I've never been more loose. <laughs> I am ready. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Nick, what's going on, dude? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. Your FML is like a Netflix show. Oh, but yeah. You could you could write a documentary on this one, eh? Okay, so Nick, you write us this. Uh, Roz and Mocha FML Fix My Life. My mom and dad split when I was born. I've been searching my whole life for him online. I finally found his wife on Instagram and Facebook. He's a multimillionaire and lives in Ohio. I've reached out to him through his work email, but he has ignored me. I found his parents on Facebook, and they tell me that he hasn't told his wife about me. He's 57. She's 37. I'm 33. Uh, Should I message his wife and blow up his marriage 
or hope he'll come around one day. My wife says I should crush his new life with his bimbo wife, who's 20 years younger than him. Damn. He's the global president of an international organization. Uh, it's a bit of a stinger and a tough pill to swallow. Wow, you got some rage, huh? Well, yeah, I wouldn't say it's rage, but, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of curiosity there. and uh, Naturally. Yeah. What has your mom said about your dad? So, you know what, just growing up, she just said basically, uh, you know, it didn't work out. He moved on and he remarried. So, uh yeah. You know, he didn't want anything to kind of do with it. So, does she you know, know that he didn't tell anyone about you or tell his new wife? Uh, you know what? I think she would basically, it was just, uh, it was cut out of the picture mm-hmm. and they kind of just, they, they split. They never really kept in contact with each other. So, so does your me- mom know that you reach out to your dad? No, she has no idea. Oh, okay. Um, let, yeah, me, yeah. let me ask you this. What do you want out of this guy? Well, you know what? It's <laughs> funny enough that you mentioned that. Uh, you know, I'm thinking in my head, you know, my dad is my dad, so I just naturally want to know who he is. But there's a bit of a curiosity there because he's such a successful guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just knowing that you come from that, it really makes you feel like, wow, you know, uh, you know, there's there's some worth there. So Okay, so he's a multimillionaire, as you say, and he's got this hot bimbo wife who's 20-some-odd years younger than he is. If you found yeah. out, If you found out your dad was poor and lived in a group home, would you still feel this way? Would you want to get in touch with him and blow up his life? I'll be honest with you, probably not. No, you probably wouldn't. Probably not. Yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah. So you're yeah. just doing yeah. this for the sake of the money because you found out that he's got money. Well, I wouldn't twist it like that, but you know what? To be honest with you, the, the variable that I'm thinking is, you know, how different could my life be if, uh, you know, this guy, let's say he was receptive to this, and, uh, you know, he says, wow, you know, your whole life I've been looking for you too, and then all of a sudden you just... Yeah, but he's not. Holiday, he's right? not. He hasn't been looking for you. How no. many times have you emailed him? I just emailed, emailed him the once, and then... Uh, yeah. When I met his, I, I actually uh, met up with his parents, and they explained to me, you know what, same thing, you know, he hasn't told his wife about you. Uh, this makes things very difficult. What does your mom say about why, like, so he they he decided to leave? Like, were were, you, were they young when they had you? Like, what was the situation? Because obviously, your mom didn't go after yeah. him for all sorts of money and everything else. Or was he in your life financially growing up? Did he pay child support? Yeah, he paid child support. He stops, and then um, I guess the FRO kind of took it took over from there. Right. So, uh, but yeah, basically it was just, uh, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with you or me. So it was kind of, that, that was it. That's all I was, I was ever told growing up. But how so, old, how old, how old were they? My mom would have been 27. He oh, would have okay. been like 20, 22 or okay. 23. So okay. he's a little younger. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, I will yeah. say this, man. Like I know the, the, the idea that your old man that you find after all these years is a multimillionaire living in America, you know, captain of industry. And it would have been nice to have access to that growing up. But there's a lot of people who grew up in really rich households who still had yeah. fathers that wanted nothing to do with them. And they yeah. they don't have great lives. Yeah. And I will say, like, finding your... Uh, talk to anybody who's gone through this journey where finding your parents or a parent is not the solution to a lot of the problems that you may have in life. Yeah. Yep. Well, Nick, here, we'll ask you this. What's your life yeah. like right now? Are you happy? Oh, yeah. It's I'm beautiful. I own my my own home. I yeah. have a great career. I'm not worried about it. It's yeah. just uh, there's always that possibility of you know, hey, you know, no, wow, there there is no possibility. There is no possibility because he didn't tell his new wife about you. He doesn't have a relationship with you. He didn't reply to your your email. He wants nothing yeah. to do with you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's not going to change your situation. If you're happy and healthy and you have a wonderful family right now and life is good, then just continue on that path and don't focus on 
somebody who's never been a part of your life or even wanted to be a part of your life. He's not going to write you a check, man. That's not the way it works. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing, though. One thing that you do have a right to. And yeah. if you don't go through him, you can go through. You can find his mother if she's still alive. You have one thing, and that is uh, you are well within your right to ask for medical records and uh, family medical history on his side. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because that, that is your life. That's, that affects your life. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, for sure. It's unfortunate. I mean, he's got... Uh five other kids total, two from her previous marriage, three with her. Sure. So, I mean, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, I was an only child growing up. So it's like, yeah, you got some brothers out there and all that. But uh, Well, have you, you reached know, out to them? Well, they're on Facebook as well. Do that. I mean, that's your brother. You know, like, you know, if the, if the dad doesn't want anything to do with you, that doesn't mean that a sibling won't be like, oh, my God, I got a half brother. Yeah, but you, yeah, for sure. But do you not think that they'll tell his wife and then it kind of just goes that's, down? Listen, man, that's, that, that's family secrets, though, man. That's family secrets. Listen, you could you if you're if you reach out to your dad and your dad wants nothing to do with you, that doesn't mean you yeah. can't reach out to a brother that you have. For sure. Yeah. No, it's just you know what it is. I'm the family secret, right? So I think uh, if, you know, no matter who I tell in that family, yeah, I think I think uh, I would change somebody's life forever. So well, it's just something that, you know, you got to you got to make that decision, right? You guys, you, you will you will figure it out. But uh, but if you need to go and find a brother, you can go find a brother, man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's, Today is only today, and uh, you yeah. never know what the future brings, right? So, yeah, yeah. money. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, Nick, thanks so much for reaching out. All right, guys, thanks for having me. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on Kiss. Hey, Maury, uh, come in here for a second, my love. I'm going through our uh, all the mail. Mail? Yeah, that came in, and I get to one letter. Okay. It's a return to sender, so it it, uh, it didn't make it to its final destination. And it was in my pile, but it's a return to sender to Maury. And it was originally sent to Betty White. It didn't make it to Betty White. <laughs> oh my I wrote her a fan God. letter. And I wondered why I haven't heard back from her, because she writes fans back, like personal letters. Yeah. yeah. And before she dies, I want her handwriting. Okay, so do you want to, can I open this? Yeah, I'm an open book. Okay. There's not some... really. Not with your husband, you're not. Yeah, no. Does your husband know that you're writing Betty White? Yeah, but you're closer family than my mm-hmm. husband is. Uh, so how long ago did you write Betty White this letter? Um, I guess earlier this year. Do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? No, oh. I think you should read this. Oh, man, I love when you read my writing. No. <laughs> oh, you actually wrote wrote it. No, no, I think I typed it out. I typed it in. <laughs> okay, then. Okay, do you, do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? No, I want you, you to read it okay. because what if I start crying while reading? Oh, okay. here you go. <laughs> I don't know, I'm laughing. <laughs> no, you got to read it. Okay. You got to read it. You got to read it. All the way from the top. Betty White, P.O. Box 491965, Los Angeles, California, 90049-8965, USA. From Maury Sherman, huge fan. <laughs> Okay. Dearest Betty White, I hope that you're actually... Oh, that's a mistake. I hope that you actually get this letter... Um, has no, already, read it the way it's written. Yeah. No, you read it now because there's so many mistakes in it. <laughs> okay. okay, this okay. is going to be good. You got the music going here? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Dearest Betty White, in hopes that you actually get this letter has already made my day. I'm writing this on your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much for being a friend for my entire life. You've made me smile and laugh when I've been down and sad. 
You've helped me clear my head after a bad day. It's so refreshing to know that you're super amazing both on and off. On and off what? Screen. Oh. You forgot the word screen. As a young gay man. Oh, no. You are truly an inspiration and role model. Young? At what point do you stop using as a young gay man? Never in print. Okay. As a young gay man. Wait. Yeah. How old do you do you want Betty White to think that you are? 15. Yeah. Okay. As a young gay man, you are truly an inspiration and role model. I hope you had an amazing birthday filled with tons of love from family and all the animals you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> like to eat? <laughs> she loves animals. Thank oh. you for giving so much love to the world for so many years. It would mean so much to me to get a letter back from you. What is your secret for always being so happy? Lots of love from Toronto, Canada, Maury Sherman. And she never got it. <laughs> or she did and sent it right back. No, man, it was a sealed envelope. Oh, His business no. card is in there as well. <laughs> Betty, what your business card? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me read you this here. Okay. Three and five millennials say life is more stressful now than ever before. I First would agree. All, how would they know that? Listen. We know these things. Okay. That may be the most millennial headline I've ever read. No, we do our research on um, sure Wikipedia. Do. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, so smartphone stress, life stress, all this other stuff. So it seems that they feel that life is getting tougher, according to millennials. It is. And for a slew of reasons. According to this survey, three out of five millennials, that's 58%, they say. Yeah feel that life is more stressful now than ever before. One third of millennials believe their lives are more stressful than the average person's life. Yeah, that's how we feel. 41%. A damaged phone screen is more stressful than if the check engine light comes on in your car. Absolutely. Yeah, we do feel that way. I know people in my life very well. Yeah. The phone screen broke, yeah. cracked. Phone was still usable, but rearranged the day to go to the Apple store to get a new phone. I would even trump that and say that a low battery... We don't say that anymore, Maury. I, as soon as I came out of my mouth, yeah, I wish I could shove it back in. We don't say Trump That's what that. she said. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Wow. Uh, one third feel that having their phone die is more miserable of a scenario than seeing a fraudulent charge on your credit card bill. Yeah, we feel that way. Wow. And while gridlock was the most common cause of stress, according to this survey, 30% of those surveyed agreed that slow Wi-Fi was more stressful than slow traffic. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Getting into an argument with a partner was the second greatest source of stress, according to participants overall. But when you talk to the millennials, yeah. one in five said that getting zero likes on a social post was more stressful than having an argument with oh, your partner. Yes. Because <laughs> one okay, you can that solve. One, listen, I'll ride or die for my millennials, yeah. but you know, like we're all one, right? right. Yeah, but hold on. You can end a fight with a partner. I mean, there's only so many people you no, can send I, a link to your post to to no, ask them to like it. That's where I draw the line. Yeah. It's the social media stuff. I no draw way. the line there. No way. Everywhere else, 
Me and all my millennials out yeah. there, I agree with. Right. So, Maury, I'm going to go through a list of the most stressful things. Because I think for you, everything on this list boils down to likes on a picture. My heart is a pumping. Right. That's the most stressful thing in your life. Yeah. Maury posted something the other day, and I was like, that was funny. He goes, well, don't get used to it, because if it doesn't get 100 likes, I'm taking it down. (laughs) And you pulled it down? No, I said that. You said that, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because you put way too much value Under 200 likes, it's gone. Well, no, because if it's under 200 likes, then it shouldn't exist. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you upped your number. It's 200 now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so more. You tell me uh, if getting under 200 likes or let's say no likes in your world, that is considered no likes. So no likes on a picture. What is more stressful? No likes on a picture or having to wash the dishes? Oh, no likes on a picture. Having to choose what to wear. More likes. Job security. More likes. School. <laughs> I was oh, going to say. You have a job security, bro? I'm just going to go ahead and skip right over school loan payments. <laughs> when the check engine light in your car comes on. More likes. Credit card bills. More likes. Uh, phone screen breaking. More likes. Job interviews. More likes. Paying bills. Likes. Losing your keys. Likes. Forgetting your phone charger. Ooh. You can always borrow. Likes. Credit card fraud. Likes. Forgetting a password. Likes. Uh, phone battery dying. Likes. Slow Wi-Fi. Likes. Arriving late to work. Likes. Losing your phone. Likes. Traffic. Likes. Arguing with a partner. Likes. Losing your wallet or credit card. Likes. And then finally, um, having your significant other look at your browser history. That one. That's not... You know what's funny? You know what's funny? What? That's not actually on the list. I just added that. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Trying to think of a song that Will make you cry? No. Make most you smile. Song, most songs make me cry. Make you dance? I can dance to just about anything. What's the what's the perfect sort of transition? Like what's the what's the spring song? I know we always talk about the song of the summer. Yeah. But nobody ever talks about the song of the spring. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, but spring's just like such a weird But there's a lot of songs dealing with back to school. There's a lot of songs dealing with winter and Christmas. Is there like a big, is there a spring anthem? Like a, like a rebirth, like a growing, like a, don't come in here spitting nonsense, Maury. Go to your email, I sent you a song. Don't come in here spitting nonsense. If this, okay. I'm trying to have a legit conversation, man. If this is dumb, you have to leave the show for what the rest it? of the day. What is it? What is it? It's hit play. It's a song about spring. No, I don't know. Did like you listen song? to it? Yes, I did. Not necessarily a song that is about spring, but a song that represents spring. Hold on, let's like see. the song of the spring. We never say that. We always say song of the summer. Oh, you jerk. Spring You're such a jerk. Is oh, this is stupid. No, leave it. I'm kind of into this. <laughs> Why doesn't my heart go dancing? Who is this? Bing Crosby or somebody like that? Spring. Oh, oh Sinatra. Yeah. No, it's not. Is somebody it? named Mellow Touch. Oh. <laughs> there was nobody back then named Mellow Touch. That was that would be scandal. It says parents in the style. Never- this is why Maury never reads full sentences. Oh, okay. It just says in the style of Frank Sinatra. Oh. So somebody named Mellow Touch. I was going to say back then, no parent would allow their child to buy a ticket to go and see somebody called Mellow Touch with his tight pants <laughs> and his beautiful voice. It's because Is this new or is it old? Nobody needs oh, okay. I know. me. I don't know what kind of mood I'd have to be in to actually just sit and listen to that. 
I don't know. Not a springtime mood. Oh, hell no. I'd say sad. You yeah. have to be sad yeah. to listen to that. Yeah, but not like somebody died sad. No, you just get yourself into a sad zone. Yeah, more, okay, less than somebody died sad, more than bad day at work sad. Less than somebody, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, okay, like, okay, so here, I think that like, somebody reported you to HR sad. <laughs> it's worse than a bad day at work. Yeah. Less less sad than somebody dying sad. But that, at that point, you're like almost angry because somebody reported no, you. I guess you're right. Right? Yeah. Okay, not human death, pet death. No, that's, that's still, still sad. Really sad. That's still no, you're really right. sad. I almost just cried thinking about okay, my what cats about, dying. Why don't I just say that? Um, I don't know. Anyway, it's spring. If you trip. I don't know of a spring song. Oh, if that's you like certainly stub your not toe. It. No, that's just That's not it. But if there is like a song of the spring... <laughs> that you can think of. If you can think back to years past, what you and your friends all sat around saying, oh my God, debating what the song of the spring was. Somebody just texted us. Feel free to let us know. Purple Rain by Prince. Really? You think that's a song of the spring? A spring song? I guess maybe. Yeah, sure. You can say that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Purple Rain? Meh. I'm not okay, that. I'll give you that. All I'll right. give you that. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Spring arrives at 5.58 today, and we're hoping that the temperatures reflect that over the next uh, couple of days. Tomorrow, getting up to a high of 7 degrees. Might see some showers in the morning, though. Uh, Friday, oh, Friday's like 3 degrees. Stop. I should be in a much better mood because of spring, but I think that generally because the winter has been such a slog. Like, yeah. it's been such a kick in the ace that I have, I'm not even looking forward to it. Like, it's going to take a lot more than this. We what if I told you that Sunday is going to be like 10 degrees? Yeah, I know. Even still, though, it's, it takes more than that to, to sort of make a season. I asked you earlier uh-huh. what the song of the, the spring was <laughs> because people always debate what the song of the summer is. Of course. But nobody's been able to figure out. Nobody sits around going, you know, what, what was the song of the spring? I know. Because there's but- tons of, there's tons of, like, we always do the song of the summer and then there's a lot of, like, back to school fall type things sure christmas music we always know takes care of winter it's weird because it's that that awkward transition from winter to spring where at the beginning part of spring you don't know whether you're going to get the traditional spring warm-up or if you're still going to get the remnants of a winter cold plus the snow plus freezing rain potential whatever early stages of puberty and spring is still full (laughs) of pimples right so you don't know if they're going to clear up (laughs) hi it's razamoka who's that What's going on? It's Rob. Mocha, you're the man, buddy. Oh, thank you, buddy. Hey, I got a, I got a request. Okay. I know, you're, I know you'll know this song. Spring love, buddy. <laughs> okay. I, was, I know, I know Rob won't know it. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was just saying that every time we start talking about music on this show, or I start saying, "Hey, what's the perfect song for this?" or "What song represents this?" Some yep. jabroni in the audience always calls up with some Stevie B song that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> My, yeah, right. oh, listen, I'd argue that. Everybody knows Spring Love oh, by Stevie B. Stop it. Uh, yep. Rob, you're not the only one that suggested Spring Love. Somebody uh, tweeted us this morning, at Kiss925, Sylvana, and said, Stevie B, Spring Love. You have to understand, I, where I grew up and where I came from, Stevie B yep. didn't exist. Really? I right? know, I know. Like, there was no Steve. There's no Stevie Out B. Out there in, in Acton, life. Ontario? No. Nobody knew who Stevie B no, was? No, like, where is Acton? Is that even a place? Shut up. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Why are you going to come at me like that? Like, you Stevie B Roz, fans. Roz, you're the man. You know, I love you, bro. Uh-huh. I'm just pulling, man. Uh-huh, okay. You I know gotcha. what? Yeah, what? I missed you. I missed you the other day when you were in 
on. Yeah, Believe I, me. I miss being here. I don't like missing the show. The show's not the same without the two of you. No, I agree. Can you guys play that song? Or? Stevie B. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at him. Look, look at him. Here's, here's, here's my... Here's, was your plan to just like kiss a little ace and then get Stevie B to play on the radio? Oh, please, man. I got to yeah, hear exactly. this song on the way to work. Stop it. Hey, Rob, between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? You know what? I can't say that, man. First, it was Mocha, but Roz, I'd say both of you guys. I can't I don't have a favorite, man. No, you have to pick one, though. Okay. Mocha. Yeah? You're not going to like this, man. Okay. Roz. You know what? Roz is my age. Mocha, I love you to death. I love you a lot. I'm not that much older than Mocha. <laughs> you're uh -huh. like Rob, when you, you're when what, you, 46 on 47. 46? <laughs> hang on one second. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Hang on. Maury, how old am I? 44. 44, jackass. <laughs> Wait, no, you're, you're 44. Not. And you're you're not 44? You're, you're yeah, crying yeah. because you're am old? Not, hold on. Am I not 44? Uh, you're turning 44 this year. Yeah, I'm not turning 44 this year. You're 43 yeah. now. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are? Hell yeah, no. Sure. Happy birthday, sir. Okay, you're 40 now. I'm turning 45 <laughs> this year. No, you're not. No. Yeah, I am. No. Are you? I think so. I don't think so. Why not take our answer? It's okay, younger. Hold on here. Where's my phone? <laughs> What do you need your phone? Do you have to call Catherine? <laughs> no, I was going to text her. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Justin, what's going on, brother? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, Roz Mocha, what's going on? Not much. Um, oof. So, Justin, yeah, you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha FML Fix My Life. I am a reservist in the Royal Hamilton Light Infantry and have been uh, so for three years, and I'm still not fully trained due to certain circumstances. I finally have the option to get the course I need to graduate and get into the unit fully. However, there's a catch. There's two parts to this course, and there are several options for each, but it doesn't matter how I lay it out. I will have to miss. This is where we get to the fix my life part. I will have to miss either mine and my girlfriend's second anniversary or her birthday. I've tried to talk to her about this in the past of uh, foresight, but never came to a solid conclusion. And then you go on to say, um, just as of note, that you also missed her last two birthdays. What do you do, right? Yeah. What's your relationship like right now, Justin, with your girlfriend? Oh, it's it's fantastic. No, we've been we've been happy all the way through. No yeah. arguments whatsoever. Just been golden. So you're basically asking. Um, you may have to work on your girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Like, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of words to get to that point. <laughs> Yeah, I know you, you tried to soften us up with like the whole military, you know, reservist thing. But uh, you may have to work on your girlfriend's birthday or miss your anniversary, right? Oh yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I might even miss both of them actually. Yeah. What were the conversations with you and your girlfriend about this? Like, what is she? What's her reaction? Well, she she's super understanding about like almost everything, and she knows this is a huge deal for me because like. The, finishing this course is not even proving to myself that I could do it. It's also proving to my dad, like, you know, how he can be proud of me and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so it's a, it's a, this is a big deal for me, this course. But she knows it's not for a long time. It's like the not for for everything where you're going to be missing out on her birthday because of training every single year. Yeah, like I even explained to her after this course, like this is going to be it until I go for my master corporal course, but that's hopefully a little bit in the future. To me, this is real easy, bro. How old are you? 22. How old is she? 22. You love her? Yeah, absolutely. She loves you? Yeah. Okay, this is going to happen, man. This is life. 
Yeah, is, is no, this, sure. Is, that's just what it is. I, I, I cannot tell you as you're as you're sitting there talking. I'm sitting here trying to remember the last time Catherine and I celebrated my birthday, her birthday, or our anniversary on the actual day it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know the last time. I don't know the last time you, you, you structure (laughs) those sorts of things around life. You make a commitment to each other. I think this is the commitment that you have to make. Okay. Is that is you commit and say, we will celebrate your birthday. Yeah. And it's going to be fantastic. We will celebrate our anniversary together. Then what you do is you look at your schedules and you look at life and you figure out what day works best for that. That's that's how mm-hmm. life usually works. Yeah. Like Catherine will look at me and look at the calendar and go, uh, okay, so what day do you want to do Valentine's Day on? Because we both know <laughs> during the week, it's not going to happen. We're not going to do something for Valentine's Day during the week. So she's like, you want to do Valentine's Day on Saturday or on Sunday? And I'm like, I got this thing going on on Saturday. Let's do Valentine's Day on Sunday. Done. We're doing Valentine's Day on Sunday. Because we made the commitment yeah. to each other that we're going to do this stuff. Like we're not going to let stuff go by the wayside because you're real busy. And you can make a commitment to celebrate it. Now, on the actual day of her birthday, say something nice to her. Get her a card. That takes no time. But as far as the celebration goes, Figure out what works the best for you, and you just do it then. That's life, man. Mm-hmm. That's life. And you're going to run into this, whether it's for work or other stuff, you're going to run into this where you're not going to be able to celebrate your birthday, her birthday, your anniversary on the actual day. And as Ross said, you just figure it out, man. No, definitely, definitely. Thanks for the help, guys. Yeah, right, no dude. worries, Justin. Yeah, Thank you for listening. Uh, don't stress out over it, and more importantly, uh, don't let her stress out over it. Yeah. That's the main thing. And I'll tell you, you know what you know, it wouldn't hurt in a situation like this, bro? If you're going to be the one that's missing her birthday or missing your anniversary, then you should lead the charge to actually plan something real great on a day when you can do it. So don't say, hey, uh, when you want to do your birthday and then look at her and go, so what do you want to do? Like, if you're going to be the mm-hmm. one that misses it, it's kind of on you to plan something nice. For sure. You know, that's that's, that's life. And it's, it doesn't get, I'll tell you this, it doesn't get any easier, man. Yeah, no, it only gets tougher from here. Yeah. Okay, bro? Absolutely. Thank All you, right. guys. Right. Thanks, you Justin. It, Take care, man. Take it easy. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Uh, Cardi Bean is set to make her uh, big screen debut in the upcoming film Hustlers, starring Jennifer Lopez. Hustlers? Hustlers. So it's Jennifer Lopez, Cardi B, Constance Wu... Lily Reinhardt, Kiki Palmer, and Julia Stiles have also joined the cast. Based on the New York Magazine article, Hustlers at Scores, the film tells a story of a group of strippers in New York who devised a plan to steal thousands from their wealthy Wall Street clientele in the financial district. Oh, my God. (laughs) Cardi B was like legit a stripper before... The famous rapper that we all know. He has a very unique set of skills. Right? Yeah. Should we walk on set? Ladies, let me show you how it's done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, J-Lo. Again, so it's a, it's a stripper heist movie. Yeah. And it's J-Lo. Wait, so it's like Ocean's 12, Ocean's 11, <laughs> but with strippers? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's a real life story. But yes, it's Ocean's 12, right? With strippers. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see this movie. First of all, I love J-Lo. She's the most watchable person in show business. Hands down. 
Yeah. There's nobody there's nobody more captivating and watchable than Jennifer Lopez in anything that she does. She's the most captivating person in show business. Uh, so it's yeah, overall, so, yeah. Overall. Jennifer Lopez is the most captivating Even person. J-Lo in show over business. the rock. Way more. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Rock is close. The rock movie? is close. Your favorite movie is Geely. No, no, I never I've never once said my favorite movie was Geely. You said something nice no, about I Geely. Didn't. I said it I said Geely got a bad rap and it's not as bad as what people thought it was. They just hated Benefer. They hated the relationship of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. I'm not saying Geely's a masterpiece you know because it's not a masterpiece, but there are far worse movies uh in this world than Geely. Has anyone ever asked the question as to why? Overall, people people didn't like Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck together as a couple. Oh, because they were annoying. Were they? Yeah. I don't remember them being they, annoying. They, yeah, people didn't like them together for some weird reason. I don't know. They liked Ben Affleck and they liked Jennifer Lopez, but they hated them together. They were annoying. They were really? annoying. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, any of that. Yeah, I didn't really like them together. But Jennifer Lopez is extremely captivating. Uh, so it's Hustlers, it's J-Lo, Cardi B, Constance Wu, Lily Reinhardt, Kiki Palmer, and Julia Stiles coming out of retirement. I don't know, maybe she's working steadily. I don't know. I don't mean to upset the woman. Uh, based on a New York Magazine article called Hustlers at Scores, where it's, yeah, it's Ocean's 12, but with strippers. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Outside of this show, Roz, you know, past couple of years, um, a hobby of mine has been photography. Yeah. Love it. Go everywhere with my camera. Love snapping pics in and around the city, right? Everything. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, mm-hmm. and maybe like I need to do the research, mm-hmm. but I'm downtown after the show one day, and I'm doing some just like street shots, mm-hmm. right? There's people everywhere. There's restaurants and people driving by in cars, people on streetcars, buses. So I'm standing on a street corner at a light, and I'm about to cross the street. I have the red. I'm about waiting for the green light. Gotcha. And I see something interesting, and I take my camera, and I start shooting just a couple of buildings, right, while I wait. And I start walking. Maybe 30 seconds later, all I hear is this. Like somebody running up the street behind me. Okay. And this lady with a phone, she's recording me, phone in my face, and... She goes, who are you and what are you taking pictures of? Oh, wow. And I was like, "Uh, I'm just taking pictures of like these buildings over here. And I showed her my camera. Yeah. And I don't know where she came from. I don't know if she was like in a car that was on the street, if she was in one of the restaurants, if she was in like, I don't know where it was that she was that she ran up on me with the phone in my face. And afterwards, I thought about it because I showed her my camera yeah, and showed her the pictures that I was taking. You right? didn't have to do uh, that, but okay. I didn't have to, exactly. Yeah. And as I'm walking away and I'm thinking about the situation, if anybody knows this answer, 925 to text. Like, yeah. I don't know what the rules are for like street photography and like what you can and cannot take pictures of. Uh, but I thought about it after and I was like, I should have asked her to delete that video off of her phone. Well, you can't ask her to do that either. I guess not, right? But if I didn't do anything wrong... You're both allowed to do exactly what you both did. Really? Yeah. Even like she read, like, accusatory. Yes. Like, like phone so, legit in my face. So she either thought you were a perv and you were, like, taking shots of women without them knowing, 
or you're a brown guy and she's racist and she would be known as camera shy Carol if this ever got, you know, went viral where she right. called the police on the brown guy taking pictures of the Eaton Center. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. But what are the rules? You were both, like, you You were both allowed to do what you did. Like, there's no, you're both in public. You're on a public street. Yeah, that's what I you're, thought. You're both allowed to do exactly what you did. You're allowed to take pictures, and she's allowed to whip out her phone and film you. And, it's like, 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 it's not that it doesn't, it's, it regardless of how far it falls into the category of somebody being rude or who at that point is being more rude or racist, like none of those accusations have been made. It was you taking pictures and you didn't have to show her your camera. I know I didn't. And you couldn't ask her to delete the video she took. That's the yeah. other thing. Yeah, you're, you're it's, it's a... Because you know, a, I'm, I'm hot, like hothead. My initial... Yes. As soon as she... I saw that phone in my face and she was like yelling at me. Yeah. In my mind, I was like, yo, this lady does not like, she doesn't like me because I'm a brown guy. Yeah. So you took it as being racist. I took it as being racist. As, as, opposed, to, gone, as opposed to pervert. I could have gone a different direction, but yeah. I was like, I need to keep my cool in this situation. Yeah. And I just, I showed her the photos. It's interesting. And she was like, okay. And then I turned around and I just walked away. What did she think you were taking pictures of? I have no idea. I didn't even ask her. People are texting and saying racist and somebody texted and thinking that you're a private eye hired by her husband. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. So do you think that she was in one of the shots or was she not? Did she think that she was in one of the shots? Or did I she looked just at the pictures after. But yeah. she came from behind after. you. No, but she he was walking. But I was walking. You passed I was just her. walking down the street. Yeah. I must have passed her. Yeah. But I was looking at the picture and there was like uh, no yeah. clear shot of like people or faces or anything like that. Yeah. There were cars, there were buildings, there was a bus, there was a streetcar. I guess there was a restaurant there, but I didn't yeah, like... It's a tough. It's a tough thing because you don't know. Like you don't know whether you're... In that moment, whether you're a pervert or she's a racist, right? Yeah. Like or you're taking, she's skipping work and you have evidence. Yeah, it's a, it's a real, it's a, it's a weird thing. I just, I, I wish I could see that video though. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Jessica Simpson had her kid. I guess it was a scheduled C-section, so she's still in the hospital Another recovering. Kid? Yeah, and uh, how many kids she got now? I think Four? she's two, two others. She oh, okay. got a so son named Ace and a daughter named Maxwell. Yeah. And now and then, this one. And then this kid who I think has the most beautiful and cool kid name on the face of the earth. What is it? Which is because uh, her husband's last name is Johnson. Yeah. And so the kid's name is Birdie Mae Johnson. Oh, that's so cute. Right? Yeah, that's real cute. Birdie Mae. Um, uh, also, 10 pounds, 13 ounces. Oh, that's a big baby. Right? Oh, 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 oh. Damn. That's a big girl. Yeah. Oh, oh. Who else? Uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Brie Bella yeah. from WWE. They named their daughter Birdie. Really? I yeah. love that name. I think it's it is so such, cute, right? Yeah, it is. I think it's such a beautiful, beautiful um, kid name, and also grown up name too. I would love to have a friend named Birdie. I think yeah. it's just, I think it's just great. Yeah. So ten pounds though, thirteen ounces. Whoa, that's a big baby. Let me look up online real quick what a ten pound baby looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. Like that's a big baby. Pound baby. Well, is it not the same? What's that? Wait till I get your microphone, bro. Is it not the same as a ten pound bag of potatoes? 
Yeah, but in baby form though, like baby, so less lumpy. Yeah, but babies are like like babies are sort of standard. You know, you know that thing. But like, oh, yeah. once you start oh. getting into like a ten pound baby, like they look different. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at pictures of ten pound babies right now, yeah, like they, newborns. Like, they look they're super rolly, right? Oh, big time. Yeah, <laughs> like yo, are you ready to walk right now? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I uh, I love that. I love the I love the name. I love that it's a huge baby too. Everything yeah. about this is just so Jessica Simpson. So uh, uh, Birdie Mae Johnson is the baby. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Oh, hi. Hi, what's your name? Um, it's Amanda. Roz, Amanda yeah. texted us. Uh, she listens from Gander, Newfoundland. Oh, love Newfoundland. Holy cow. How are things in Gander today? Oh, it's cool. Hold on one second. I just got to go here for a minute. Oh. oh, sorry. Are you at work? Yeah. Oh, shoot. What do you do for a living? Oh, I work at um, the Gander Veterinary Clinic. Oh, nice. All right. For a lot of people who don't know, the play um, Come From Away is all based around the people of Gander and what they did during 9-11. That's, oh, okay. that's where the, the sort of basis for uh, the award-winning play Come From Away is. That's right. Yeah. Are you sick of that? Uh, no, we'll never be sick of that. No, no, you guys are good, of course. Why would I ever ask a Newfoundland if they're sick of something? You guys are never <laughs> sick of something. She has an no, accent. Gander's really, really good place. Yeah, I love, uh, I, my mom lived in Newfoundland for a little while, and I loved going out there because the people are the just, the, it's just the best people you'll ever meet in your life. Like, I don't care. You could put anybody from anywhere in front of me, and I will always take the Newfoundlander over anyone. Yeah. Yep, hands hey, down. Amanda, what is, because I've never been to Newfoundland before, what is Newfoundland? Uh, famous for? Oh, well, uh, the scenery, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the great hospitality and the, and the people and the little tiny communities that are around Newfoundland that people probably from Newfoundland have never even seen before. Yeah, but are you known so for like fishing and stuff? Oh, yeah. Like people like, you know, in the outport communities, you know, that's their that's their livelihood. They they, they live off that, right? You, so. talked, you talked about hospitality. The last time I was in Newfoundland, Mocha. Yeah was years ago and on that last trip I was there for five days I had two meals in five days in somebody's house who I had never met before and only met them within an hour before having a meal in their house. What? But you hate people. Yeah. But you can't, strangers. you can't hate Newfoundlanders, though. Wow. Yeah, twice in five days I was invited into somebody's place with other people Yeah, to a house that we well, had no idea who lived there had never met them before, and within an hour, we're at their table eating. Oh, that's so nice, though. Yeah. That's what happened on come from on um, 9-11. Yeah. 6,000 people visited our town of 9,000. Wow. So we didn't have anywhere to put anybody. All the surrounding communities, um, the small communities around the central area, just started inviting people in. And they could shower, they could eat, they cooked meals, they provided clothing, they provided everything. And it's just you had to do it. You had 6,000 people in a town of 9,000. What were you going to do with all these people for yes, five days? The best. <laughs> hey, how did you find our show? I, I don't know. I think it was online one time and I've been listening for a very long time. Yeah. And I listen, I don't, I, I listen to the podcasts and, and things like that, but I listen in the morning when I get ready for work. So it's about an hour. So that's the time frame that I have. Oh, wow. that's so nice. Well, Amanda, thank you very much for texting in and uh, thank you for listening to the Raza Mocha show all the way out there in Newfoundland. We appreciate it. No problem. I just had to say one thing. I had to say hi to my uh, friends, Krista and Sheldon Murphy and Barry. Oh, there oh, you go. Right. <laughs> Before we let you go, <laughs> a, 
<laughs> and before we let you go, Amanda, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, my God. I knew you were going to ask me this question. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so you obviously like, have an answer prepared. Uh, not really. I oh. like Mocha's style, and I like Mocha's how he laughs and how he's so funny, and, and your laugh, oh, my God, it's just infectious. But but um, Roz, he's just, he's just super cool. <laughs> like 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 a smooth cool dude. Yeah, like a smooth cool dude. Oh okay. man, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Love you lots, Amanda. Thanks a lot. Take care. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What does your perfect day look like? Like if I said to you, lay out your perfect day like in ten points, like yeah. from the t- like the the time you wake up to what you do to what you wear, like what is your perfect day consists of? I would say, like, wake up at about seven. Yeah. uh, Have a cup of coffee. Spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. When my son goes down for a nap at around 12 p.m., I'd go down for a nap as well. Oh, good one. On the couch. Yeah, yeah. Not in the bed. That's asleep. Yeah. On the couch. Yeah. Wake up at about 1.30. Yeah. Have some lunch. Yeah. Then another coffee. Yeah. Uh, watch Netflix, maybe. Maybe sure. watch Infinity War. Sure. That's what I would do. Yeah. Watch Infinity War, and then I'd mess around on the computer and watch a bunch of YouTube videos. Yeah. And then probably have a pizza for dinner. Mm. And then more TV. Or no, maybe I take a nap outside if it's a nice weather. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. Uh, That's the perfect day. It's your perfect day. Have a beer. Yeah. And then maybe go to bed like around 11 o'clock. So here's what they say. So they asked uh, 2,000 people what the perfect day was. And this is what they came up with. Uh, You'd wake up after a good night's sleep at around 8 a.m. You would have plenty of laughter throughout the day. Mm, No no work. Yeah. Sit down for at least one really good meal. Yeah. Be somewhere where you can feel the sun on your face. Yep. Have good music to listen to. Always. Have fresh sheets to get into at night. Mm. Spend a little bit of time outdoors. Yep. Find money, like on the ground or in like a coat pocket or something. Yep. And have a clean house without actually having to clean the house. Ooh, so good. That's the perfect day yeah. for most people. When you have no responsibilities. All right, so sleeping in, waking up late, like noon. Oh, jeez, Breakfast man. is already made, so I don't have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, staying in my pajamas. Laundry is already done. Um, either finding friends or Seinfeld on TV, finding some forgotten snacks, not groggy, and allowed to have a cider. Right. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Wait a minute. That sounds like your Saturday and Sunday anyway. Yeah. Aren't they glorious? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what's weird is that I don't like staying in pajamas all day. Yeah, like, me even, either. Even if, I'm, even if I'm home, not that I had it, for, forgive me, I don't have pajamas, okay? I don't go to bed in a suit with like two buttons up with a pocket yeah. on it. Like weirdos who wear pajamas. Um, but no, I <laughs> like, like to- Like your dad from the 50s. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? Uh, like my old man, I think that when he used to wear pajamas, he used to wear a shirt under his pajamas, like under shirt. Oh, yeah. Like you wear layers to go to bed. Like he's going to work? Yeah, it was weird, right? Yeah, but only like a real comfy job. Yeah. Right? That was like totally cool. (laughs) Um, No, I don't like staying in pajamas all day. Like I feel that, I feel better when I get up, like if I get dressed. No, but it's easier to lie down or sit on the couch when you're in pajamas because when you wear jeans, it's really tight on the the, the waistline. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the waistline. (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The conversation between David Morey and his husband, David Matthew, last night was, what's the difference between fiction and nonfiction? Easy. Yeah, one's real, one's not. Done. End of conversation. Well, we all know that, but which is which? That's the tough part. 
No, it's not, Mario. I'm joking. <laughs> 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 All right, here's what happened. No, I don't understand what's fiction. I just told you, fiction is fake. Like someone, a writer wrote it. You know what I mean? Like for fun. Nonfiction is like real. Then why did they put the word non? You bought like a story that someone made up. But, but you know what I mean? Nonfiction. Non. Non. No, it's a non. Non. Non-fiction. Non-fake fiction. Like non It's non-fiction because fiction is... Non-fake fiction. Non-fiction is informational true facts. Yeah, non-fiction is like real. In fiction? Fiction is made up literature. Like it's it's like a made up story, you know? Like it's, it could be real, but it's made up. It's not true. So then why is the word non in front? Because if fiction means non-real <laughs> sorry if fiction if fiction tells a story like it's a story oh right God. that's a real fake. one no someone made up they, they're a writer they want to make up a story that's fiction that's fiction so non-fiction is not a made up story so it's real then why don't they just change the meaning this is like why do you just torment me like this because you're not answering me so what are we fiction no, we're not. <laughs> what are we? Like, as people? Are you fictional or are you... You're fictional individuals. You actually, you are more fictional than you are non-fictional, I'll tell you that. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So, St. Patrick's Day celebrations uh, took place right around the city yesterday. Right across this country of ours. And David Mori spent some time at... An Irish bar. And like early too, people were mad drunk. Like early, early. It's always fun when David Morey hits the bars for St. Patrick's Day because you never know the kind of answers that you're going to get from people to real, real simple. Sorry, what you would think would be Simple questions. Who was St. Patrick? Uh, St. Patrick was a, li- uh, like, he's a little green leprechaun that made everyone feel good and happy. And that's what the world needs more of today. What should you never eat if it's green? Well, you, you, the obvious answer is frog. And what is something <laughs> we should never eat when it's green? Uh, vomit. Farmers? Vomit. Farmers. Vomit. Vomit. (laughs) Okay, when was the last time you were green with envy? I don't know. Do you know what that means? No. I'm French Canadian. I don't know. Spell Ireland. I-R-E-L-A-N. You remind me of Lucky Charms because you're magically delicious. Uh, I don't know, man. What is something you should never eat if it's green? Grass. I know some people like to eat grass, but I don't like it. Who was St. Patrick? St. Patrick was a saint, and he was very Irish. His first name was Saint, and his last name was Patrick. Then why do we celebrate him? We celebrate him because he was a wonderful man that made us feel special and encouraged us to drink more. Spell Ireland. Ireland. I R. E-E-L-I-N-D. When was the last time you were green with envy? My friend was wearing a green shirt, and I was like, damn, that green is good. Who is St. Patrick? Oh, man, he's a good guy. That guy 
He was a saint. I mean, honestly, we all praised him. We go, oh, thank Patrick. Thank you. And what should you never eat if it's green? Cabbage. Cabbage is the most disgusting thing that you could ever eat. Never eat it. Even if your mommy tells you to eat it because it's good for you, just don't eat it. It smells bad. It tastes bad. Please don't eat it. Avoid. Is it true that Irish people can't say tea? Well, turdy tree in a turd, people can't say tea. That's all I can tell you. Do you know a limerick? An old man turns 98. He won the lottery and he died the next day. So I am here and you are there. We are eating on our chair all here. And also near. Uh-huh. So who is St. Patrick? The leprechaun. How did he sound? Oh, la, 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 la. Hey, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. What's up, dude? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Good. All right, uh, so Roz is joining us from London, Ontario. He was out covering the Juno Awards last night, but... Had to get him involved in today's FML. Because I know all about getting swole. <laughs> I don't even know why I woke up for this. Here's what he wrote to us. Razamoka FML, fix my life. How do I yeah. get swole and lose fat fast? Currently, I am losing weight by eating right. And I just want to know, is there a better way? Also, I'm going back to the gym and doing an hour workout. Basically, I do a full body workout uh, with heavy weights and then 45 minutes of cardio. Then I go light. And in between, I do some abs. Is there something better or is this good enough? Dude, like, okay, first of all, Nazim, how long have you been training like this? When did this transformation for you start? Um, I think it was about four months, four to five months ago, because I really didn't care. I, I was working out. Yeah. I was at the doctor, and they say my liver is getting really bad. Your liver's getting bad? Yeah, because it had a lot of, like, fat. Okay, so with the workout that you've been doing the past little while, have you lost any weight? And if so, how much? Um, currently, I lost about a about twenty five pounds. Oh, dude, that's amazing! And, and four months, you lost twenty five pounds in four months. Yeah, just by eating right. And how how big are you? What's your what's your total? I was three hundred, so I'm two thirty five. I think yeah. I'm five eight. So you're five eight. You were three hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big guy. Um, so, so the the health problems that your doctor was talking to you about it was you had liver problems and and what else did they say? Mostly just my fat was out of control and stuff. So after that, my cousin um, talked about the um, the keto diet. I don't know if you know about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he told me you know try again on that. It'd be okay. It'd be nice and you know. So I tried that. I was losing weight, but then I was like, I hate it. Now I'm going to go back to, to just something that you wrote real quick, real quick at the at the end of the letter that you wrote us, which is, is there something better, or is this good enough? There is no easy way to do what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like what you're trying to do is very very difficult, and there's not one single human being who has been five eight and three hundred pounds that wanted to lose weight that was able to do it easily or quickly. Yeah, this is a long process, man. But it sounds like you want to do it. So if you were sort of wavering back and forth on your motivation or your determination, we could help motivate you in that way. But to actually go through procedural things as far as what's going to help you knock off 
you know, pounds when you're, you know, 275, five foot eight, that is on you. Like that is just, you've got to wake up every single day and just keep doing what you're doing. It's a long game you're playing right now, man. Like a really long game. Yeah. Nazim, in, in a perfect world or in your mind, how much weight do you want to drop? What is the weight that you, at the end of all of this, what is the ideal weight for you? Um, I want to be about 150. Like, I want to lose weight, but you know, also like, you know, get, get swole, you know, Okay, so you want to lose weight. You want to lose all that weight. You want to be 150 pounds, but you also want to have, like, big muscles. Yeah, 2 So, I'm going to tell you, man, like, this is not something that's going to happen in a matter of of months, man. Like, this is going to take years and years, but you're going to have to be dedicated. You're going to have to be strict with your... Maybe not strict, but you have to be a little bit better with your clean eating and continuously going to the gym and don't rush the process, man. You cannot rush the process and be proud of the fact that you already lost 25 pounds in four months. That is like incredible. Some people take months, even years to just to try to get 20 pounds, 25 pounds off of their body weight. So you've already accomplished so much in the past four months. You shouldn't feel discouraged right now. You should feel great, man. Yeah, that is quite the accomplishment, dude. Thanks. So the only thing I, I can, or the only thing we can leave with you is just trust the process and be patient. Don't rush. Stick with your workout routine. Stick with clean eating and those pounds will drop. Those muscles will gain. Be patient, brother. Yeah. All right. Oh. You're on the right path, man. Again, I applaud. Roz, applaud everybody listening right now. We are all in shock and applaud you. 25 pounds that you lost in four months. That is to be celebrated, bro. Yeah, that just, it does just me eating. Now I'm hitting back the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just keep doing it, brother. Keep at it. We believe in you. All right. Keep getting swole, my man. If you're getting swole, man, let's go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> right. Later, dude. Later. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on KISS. Welcome back, uh, Roz. Thank you. You were in uh, London, Ontario, covering the Juno Awards. Yeah, that's right. It was all that. Yeah? Yeah. How do you feel? You caught up on sleep? No, no, no. Yeah, Never. It was, it was fine, though. It was fine. All right. Yeah, it was all good. Um, London's kind of nice. I don't mind London. Yeah? Yeah, it's fine. I didn't see nearly as many drunk university students as I was hoping to, though. Met a lot of Razamoka fans. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Junos were, they were fine. I, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Right. Everybody seemed happy. Everybody was nice to, it was nice to talk to everybody. Was there anybody that you met? You don't have to say who, but you thought would be nice, but they weren't as pleasant. No, because I've met all these people a thousand times. Oh, oh you know. And who, they all love yeah, you. Yeah, they all love me. <laughs> no, I met Corey Hart for the first time, though. Yeah. Because he uh, was getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. This is um, Sunglasses at Night, Corey Hart. Yes. Not when I told Catherine, I freaked out and I sent her a picture of me with Corey Hart. And she thought it was Corey Haim. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she's like, weren't you already friends with him? And didn't he die? And I was like, yeah, no, Corey, yeah, Corey Haim passed away. And yes, we were, we were friends, but this is a different Corey from the 80s. And then her reply was, well, how many Corys were there? And I was like, well, never mind, like five. But five don't, really important <laughs> right? Also, RIP Corey Haim, right? <laughs> So I had to explain to her uh, who Corey Hart was. So uh-huh. there was that. But um, but no, he's an interesting story because he, much like Rick Moranis, uh, 
Corey Hart was at the top of his game in the 80s. Like There was nobody bigger than Corey Hart at one yeah. point. And he left music for 20-something years to go and raise kids when they when he and his wife had their, nice, had their yeah. first kid. He just, he dipped. Like, he just I didn't bailed. know all of that, eh? Um, neither did I. I was just like, where the hell's Corey Hart? And yeah. he just, yeah, and he just dipped to go and raise his, and, his, and he had his kids there, and they're so sweet, like all four of them. Like, mm. just like, the three young girls are just so, like, just so gorgeous and uh, forthcoming, and his son, like, every, they were just really, really nice. <laughs> I saw it when he was giving his speech. It was yeah. really, really nice at the Junos. And they kept, showing his family oh, sitting there. Yeah. And at one point, all of his kids were crying. Yeah. I think the, th- the three girls were crying. The, yeah. the, the son was just like looking at his dad in just like awe. And you can see the, the eldest daughter, as she's crying, she's, she's mouthing the words. She's saying to her siblings, yeah. like, I, I don't know why I'm crying right now. Why am I crying? <laughs> yeah, and that was sort of that. was sort of that. But a lot of people were just really happy to see a guy yeah. like Corey Hart come back. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was great. Um, uh, I met a lot of fans of this show who I had no idea were fans of this show. Tim Hicks, the uh, the country singer, is a fan of this show. Tim Hicks, yeah, yeah. Yo, it, shout out to y- Tim y- Hicks, yeah. Bro. And uh, who's that other guy? Tyler Shaw, right? Who I knew. Was, oh, Tyler I Shaw love was the show. Tyler Shaw. Yeah. So Tyler Shaw was there uh, with his wife, and Tyler Shaw performed at the Junos as well. And it's one of those songs where he wrote that song for his wife, right? Like, there's yeah. a lot of that going on right now. There's a lot of I wrote the song for my woman, yeah, right. And then the songs explode, and then of course everybody just starts crying when you it's you know your song becomes somebody else's wedding song and, and everything else so uh so taylor hicks tyler hicks tyler tyler hicks yeah, yeah. no tyler Ty- sorry tyler, tyler shaw, shaw. Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks. Tim Hicks. Tim Hicks. Yes, as well. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. (laughs) She wasn't there. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. My family should be home soon. What do you mean? Well, because Catherine and Roxy were in Vancouver and Victoria for March break. Oh, nice. And they know March break's done, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. That's my kid for you, though. <laughs> she's like, whatevs. Take them extra two days. <laughs> yeah, good morning, morning. She's late, like later in life if she's like, you know, all rebellious and skipping school now. Um, I don't think kids do that really that much anymore. Also, it's just March break. Yeah. <laughs> what, you mean like skipping school? Yeah. How like, much school did you skip? I would never be allowed to skip school. Although really, didn't. you didn't skip any school? No, but there's a difference between skipping school and being good at school and skip and going to school and not doing well. There's a difference between say again. There's a difference between skipping school and doing well and going to school and not doing well. <laughs> there's a difference between so, skip. Oh, so if you're doing well, you can skip school. No, I mean like you're doing well and you're skipping, but like I was there, but was I really? So you're saying you might as well have skipped, yeah, because you did just as um, good. Physically, yeah. you were right. there, yes. yeah. But I will not continue the rest, right? Because I want to be called me, <laughs> right? But so you didn't, you didn't skip a lot of school, like you didn't do anything. You grew up in the city too. You didn't skip any school, like no. bugger off and go to a movie, no. man. Like when I was like growing up, where I, like if we skipped school, it was it was so difficult because if you skipped, you had to go and hide in a friend's basement. Yeah, so you weren't doing anything cool. Right. You had to hide because if you were out, somebody would be like, why aren't you in school, man? Like, everybody knew you. Yeah. Right? There would be no reason for you to be in the sub shop at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. And you should if, be in class. And if you were, your dad would find out right after work as soon as he got home. Let me tell you, I was so scared, even in <laughs> high school, of to skipping. skip school yeah. because of my dad, Vern. Yeah. Because if he ever found out, oh boy. Did you ever skip, though? 
Like, I remember one time I skipped like half a class. But didn't you feel so guilty? No, because I skipped a smoke weed. Right. And then I showed up. And so you felt nothing. <laughs> I felt nothing. Yeah. I felt class. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, none. So okay. hold on here. So you skipped half a class to smoke weed and then went back to class? Yeah, after church. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, so the order of events Why like the this. hell were you in church? I went to a Catholic high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you smoked weed, went to church, no. and then went back to class because you no, felt no, no, so no. bad. The, the order of events went like this. The school went to church. Okay. Right? Yeah. The church was close to the school, okay. so everybody walked back to the school. Right. On our walk... Took a detour to a friend's house because his house was along the path between the church and the school. Gotcha. Went to the backyard, smoked some weed. Yeah. Continued our journey to the school. I think we stopped at the store to get chips. Of course. I think. You did. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Went to class, but it was only like when we got there, <laughs> you look at the time and it was like, oh, it's still morning? <laughs> So hold on, like had the like, yeah, we're like, how many classes do we miss? And it was like, oh, it's still the first period. <laughs> how much time is left? Oh, still thirty minutes. So uh, had the weed even kicked in fully by the time you got to school? I don't know. I think so. Oh, and I'm sure people could tell. Could you though? I don't know. I don't know. Is there a real huge difference between yeah, a teenager are... showing up to school high and a teenager just showing up to school fresh from church? <laughs> I, don't think I imagine so. it's a fine line of, of the look in their eyes. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, question for you. Hit me. Would you give up the internet forever for a million dollars? No. No. Don't tell me that people said yes. Quite a few people said yes. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Not for a mill. So as you know, this week was the 30th anniversary of the World Wide Web. And so there's been a lot of polls done about internet, your usage of it, your feelings about it all this week. Yeah. And this is one that's a... Uh, it's quite shocking because... They found out when they asked the question, would you give up the internet for a million dollars? That 48% of people they polled said yes. Really? 32 said no, not worth it, and 20 weren't actually sure. Men were more likely to say yes, 52% compared to 44% of women. But when you get to the younger sort of people, when you start breaking it down by age, only 14% of 18 to 24-year-olds said that they'd be willing to give up the internet for a million dollars. Compared to 59% of people over the age of 65. <laughs> well, because that's because if you're 18, a million dollars is not going to carry you through life. Yeah, no. You're going to burn through a million dollars if you're 18 by the time you're... 19. 40, yeah, <laughs> like 30s, right? And then what are you left with? No internet. Yeah, no internet, no money. Right, no internet, How no you money. How afford that bottle service? Because I also think that it's, a, it's an attitude thing because a lot of younger people, you know, will look at, okay, I can take a million dollars to never use the internet, but... I can look at dozens of examples every day of other young people who are just like me who have managed to use the internet to make more than a million dollars. For sure. And so, you know, are you going to take the cash up front and then do away with all future opportunity to make a million dollars on the internet? Maury. I would absolutely take the money. You would. 
I always said, like, if I won the lottery, I would get rid of all social media and just move away because you don't need it anymore at that point. Um, no, but a million dollars, though. Oh, I, yeah, I think so. You think, but so a million dollars more is not going to last you. Like, what do you think you're going to live? You invest it and live off the interest. But, Eve, you still have to work. Yeah. Do you, though? Yes. Of course you do. Well, then my math is all wrong on this. Yeah, like how long do you think you're going to be able to live for the rest of your life on a million dollars? living On the you? interest of a million dollars. No, you cannot. Because wouldn't you get like like 80 grand or something off the interest? Now you're just pulling no. numbers out of your butt. <laughs> yeah, no. <clears throat> no, you could not just live off the interest of a million dollars. Well, then no, I'm not going to. So here, let me, do, you know how to, do you know how to find percentage of interest on a million dollars? Do you know how to do that? No. Do you know how to do that, That's math? why he said 80 grand. That's why he said 80 grand. So here. What? Okay, so if you're talking, if you invested, let's say if you invested a million dollars, what would be a reasonable rate of return on a million dollars? Mocha? No. <laughs> no. He's not asking, asking me. I said like, I'm not taking be, the money. What would be a reasonable <laughs> rate, of rate, of, rate of return? Means the the rate in which you get return. Right. Let's let's give you let's give you now, let's say high end, let's say eight percent. Right? Yeah. Okay, so, so let me give you... Don't pretend to try to do the math in your head, Maury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't understand what's happening in this right. conversation anyway. He's trying to sound right. smart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, so let's say 8, 8%, which is high end. So that's that's 80, say, minus tax on that, right? Because that's you got to pay, pay tax on that. Yeah. Why am I paying tax on it? What do you mean? We yeah, live in Canada. It's we an investment. It's an investment. You pay tax on your on your. You said you wanted to take that million and invest it. Yeah, you, you get don't, taxed you don't, on the interest. Yeah, no, you don't get you don't get taxed on the million dollars that you win in Canada. But if you invest it, right? Do you get taxed each time you take out? No, no, it's not that each time you take oh out. God. But if you have if you make money on money, mm-hmm. you get taxed a on certain rate on that money that you make off your money. Does anyone else think that's not fair? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got a number okay. quickly? Yeah, okay, so you're looking at, you would have a total budget, I would say, roughly of like maybe a bit over four grand a month. Oh, you can't live on that. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Have you uh, noticed that Maury's all dressed up today? And by all dressed up, I mean not wearing the same thing that he wore Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Hold on, are you wearing shoes with laces? You are. Wait, hold on, let me see. Oh no, you're still. Oh yeah, you are. Wow. And because I know that I know that Maury's dressed up today because Maury has a dress up outfit that I can only assume is one that Matthew has approved for things. This one here. This one here is my dinner approval outfit, but Matthew was sleeping this morning, so I just put on my dinner outfit. So this outfit that Maury's wearing is brown shoes, brown pants, and a green check shirt. Yes. Right. That he doesn't tuck in. It's a dress shirt that you don't it's tuck in. Thinning this way. It's not actually. It's not. I'm telling you, you will look thin if you tucked it in. Well, it's thinning in my mind. Right. Um, because today is Maury's day in court. What do you mean? From when that guy bumped him with his car. And by bumped, oh. we mean hit him and I flew over the hood and landed on my okay. hands and grabbed my jacket. Yeah. Today's Maury's day in court. He's got so, court this morning. Wow. He's got to leave the show early. He's got to be in court at nine. No. Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, and this is why I did leg day at the gym yesterday, so I have a bit of a limp. So I, when I walk into court, I so can act the part a bit. Right, yeah. You're going to actually lot, like limp into court? No, it's a no, legit limp. It's a legit leg day limp just to give the illusion. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. So when he stands up, he's going to do like, like that kind of thing. Okay, do your, do your limp. Let me see. Okay, uh, see? Yeah. 
Do you, okay. even, do you even remember which hip he hit? Yeah, right over here. Okay. And what is that? Your left or your right? It's my left. My okay. left butt cheek. Right. No, you, you didn't limp though. Walk. Pretend you were going to walk yeah. up to where... I'm walking to the stand. Now, are you nervous? You have to walk to the stand? If I, if I get called to the stand... Oh my God, dude, that looks like a fake right, limp. Thank you. <laughs> uh, are you nervous? Very. Yeah? Well, because I watch only Is it because telling order. the truth is very hard for you? Usually, yes. yes. <laughs> but I have to work on, you know, sort of the story in my head so that no, 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 uh, I don't no, screw no, no, it no, up. No, 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 no. You don't all have to work on the story. Right. The only you thing do, you have to do is tell, tell the, the truth. truth. It's not working the story through in your head. It's telling what was true. Yes, which is the story. Okay. What if they ask you if you were on your phone while you were no, I was crossing not. the street? I was not. Phone was in my pocket. Okay. What if they say... Was the little animated uh, on the counter that counts down? Yeah. If they say, was it green or was it a flashing hand that's telling you not to go? No, no, I had. Was to, it a green man? No, it was a flashing hand. Oh, okay. But here's the thing: I gave a statement to the officer on the scene, and he knew yeah. that too, so they could just play right. my statement because they record them now. If you didn't know, right? I know you need to. You're not the. You know, you're not on trial, right? Like you're. You have no. But you when you watch you, Law and done, Order, they bring witnesses to no, the stand I know, but still, you and they have grill done, you. You have done so much shady stuff in your life, more right, and lied so much that anytime you're around anybody who has any authority, like a policeman or a lawyer or your day in court, you feel that it's you who's in trouble because just, you've even lied you, Even so, you saying that, my, my palms are sticking. Right, well, don't wipe them on the new proof shirt, <laughs> right, on your, on your dinner outfit now. Don't get all, don't get all your hands sweat on your dinner outfit. So nine o'clock, So huh? what's, the, what's the best outcome today then? What can you expect? So what happened was, is that Maury was walking across the street and somebody bumped him with his car. Hit him and he flew over the hood, yeah. Right, and he bumped him with his car and Maury yeah. got a bruise on his bum mm-hmm. and then had to go through insurance and all this other stuff. So what's, so what's like best case scenario? I mean, it's not, I already got my new jacket out of it and, and I'm two months of massage. So what is this for tonight, today? Today it's, uh, I guess, for the guy that hit me, it's to find out if the two charges still stand. Okay. So you don't even know. He's con- 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 conquesting. Con- He's what? He's what? Conquesting. Conquesting. You know, when you are, you're, you're questioning whether or not He's it's... Pro- Protesting? Protesting? No. Questioning? Oh, no, you're right. Contesting. Okay. He's contesting the, the charges. So he says that you hit him. No, he maybe he just wants a lesser charge. Oh, okay. So that's so that's the best outcome today. Yeah. So this is all about him, not about you. Your honor, he hit me. How's that sound? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We got a text from Karina this morning who just started writing about all these things she saw during her morning commute riding shotgun while her mom drove. Karina, please tell Roz and everyone else what your first text to us was. Okay, so my first message was just saw some guy picking his nose on the 427 hashtag morning snack. Yeah. Um, but Give me one second because I have a booger story to do today. Oh, there's a booger story? Yeah, hold on To here. go along with yeah, this? Let me read you this headline. Uh, could eating okay. your boogers boost, boost your immune system? Oh. So, quote, oh. so a very small, very gross subsection of humanity will be excited about this. The New York Times talked to some experts about how the world is becoming too sterile because of things like antibacterial soap and it's weakening our immune systems. A doctor they talked to in Denver named Meg Lemon said that it might be a good idea to pick your nose more and eat it. Ew! 
Now, she didn't give specific reasons, which I think would be helpful after writing a headline like that. Uh, but yeah, so at least one doctor, according to an article in the New York Times, when speaking about our immune system, said that uh, picking your nose and eating the booger uh, may be a way to save us all. So nasty. No, no offense, but once again, I'm ahead of the times. Why is it gross to eat something that comes out of your own nose? Do you eat stuff that comes out of any other part of your body? No, I mean, you're not going to... Do eat- you eat anything that comes out of any other part of your body? No. Okay, that's no. why. Yeah, so why a booger then? I guess because it's above the neck. Would you pop a pimple and eat it? Oh! oh! Tell you what, for 20 bucks, I will. No, no, no. Ew. No, no, God, no. y'all are Would gross. you pop a pimple and eat it? Never thought of it. Never but thought would of you just sit so there on the couch popping pimples and eating them like the way you, you <laughs> pick a book and eat it? I don't find it as gross as Mocha does right now. I'm like, okay, interesting thought. Interesting thought. Just saying, right? Just Karina, saying. Karina, 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 don't ever text or call us again. Why do you not care about what you see on your morning travels to school anymore? That is so gross. <sighs> Thanks for the call. Yeah, no problem. Okay, okay. you too, you. honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I love you guys, too. Okay, bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. The uh, Tim Burton Disney Dumbo movie drops on the 29th, one week from this Friday. Danny DeVito was in town because he's in the movie. God, that movie, even the trailer makes me cry. I can't even watch the trailer for that movie. We watched it at home, and I told my wife, Jenna, hey, we got to go see this movie. <laughs> Not in public. Hell and no. By the end of the trailer, she was like, this is going to make me cry. Yep. So, you're solo. Yep. So, you'll cry alone. So, one ticket, please. <laughs> For a grown man to go and see Dumbo so I can cry. Yeah, one ticket, please. Thank and you, you. And you know that that's not going to be in like in some adults only VIP, right? Oh, like no, you're no. Be crying with children. I know. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it's not so, cool. Anywho, it's not I'll cool, be the weirdo man. sitting solo crying into my popcorn. Yeah, and um, also, it better not be in like a 4DKX chair swiveling punch in the back thing because I can't like I wouldn't be able to sit there and cry and get tossed around in my chair <laughs> like that's just like that's embarrassing like there's but at level. that point you can just cry because the chairs aren't new you shouldn't be that humiliated going to a movie <laughs> like you really shouldn't be um, I think one of the greatest things was getting Danny DeVito I'm so happy Danny DeVito was not in here with us yes it was a far to me at least hearing this greater experience to have Danny DeVito and damn it Maury together solo in a room oh here we go because the two of them are just a couple of yucksters oh no are you guys best friends now so couldn't let the other one get the upper hand (laughs) on the funny okay okay so you know anything anything unrelated to elephants is irrelevant Oh, yeah. No, I would say that. And it's in the room. And it's a play on words. And it's also in the room. Yes. A relevant in the room. Relevant. It's, uh, the whole room is irrelevant. Yeah. Well, elephants yeah. carry a I mean, lot of what weight. What do you need this chair for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What would a young Danny DeVito say, say to an older Danny to DeVito? To an older Danny DeVito. You did a good job, old man. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I love myself. You know how many actors it takes to screw in a light bulb? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Yeah, one. He holds on to the light bulb, and the world revolves around him. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Oh. Is this not the best? Oh, my God. Now, have you seen all of the memes that star you? Do you I love, love the memes? memes. Do you I love, love the memes? I love going to proms. I love, I love uh, you know, the, the shrines, the trash man shrine, all of the, you know, various and sundry things. Uh, me as a this, me on a van, Dan, Vanny DeVito. I've seen <laughs> I love it all. I love it. What are you talking about? My fans from Sunny, they do that. I love my fans. <laughs> <laughs> Just the two of them, huh? Now, what makes a good ringleader? If I wanted to be a ringleader in you, Dumbo, you have to what know would what I you, do? You have to know what you want. Do you understand? Like, what do you say? You, there's hundreds of 150 more people in the... If it's a good day, it's a couple of hundred people. Is it a hear ye, hear ye No, thing? no, it's a hey you, hey you. Not a hear ye, hear you. hear you, hey you. Okay. It's a hollow, hollow. <laughs> it's a come on, look over here. Was it amazing to reunite with all of your friends again? I, I mean, these are people you've worked with for such a long time. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, Michael Keaton and I have done three movies together. Big, big uh, Johnny Dangerously, uh, Batman Returns, and uh, and now Dumbo. And uh, Tim and I have done five movies together. It's great to be together with your friends. Dumbo was a great experience. When does it come out? March 29th? March 29th. Oh, man, let's go see it. You and me? Yeah. I'll buy the popcorn. You buy the popcorn. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. The Toronto Blue Jays kick off their season one week from this Thursday, and they're playing the Detroit Tigers. So we have a new manager by the name of Chris Montoyo. Okay? Now let me read this to you. This was a tweet that was sent out yesterday. Okay. This is courtesy of John Lott, who's a freelance baseball reporter and photographer in Toronto, and he follows the Blue Jays around. Blue Jays to impose pre-game curfew on playing video games in the clubhouse this season, manager Charlie Montoyo says. Some players suggested that there was way too much Fortnite last year. Mm-hmm. Another sports writer from the Associated Press also tweeted this. Ask Blue Jays manager Charlie Montoyo about Fortnite. He says he worked with the players this spring to build rules governing video games in the clubhouse, said that they'll have a hard cutoff time before first pitch when consoles get shut off. Yep. So Fortnite is a major, major problem for members of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, do, do you not remember when the Vancouver Canucks banned Fortnite on road trips? No. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, they told players they weren't allowed no Fortnite on road trips. You're not sitting in your hotel room sitting there playing Fortnite. So you're not even allowed to, like, what, bring your, your, no. your gaming console yeah, at all? nothing. Oh, no! Nothing, yeah, yeah. No, this is, as far as I know, the second major Canadian sports or uh, professional sports team to ban their players from Fortnite. Well, listen to this. Veteran Philadelphia Phillies first baseman Carlos Santana got so mad at his teammates for playing Fortnite during games last year that he smashed the Phillies clubhouse TV with a bat. Wow. <laughs> so hold on here. They were playing like during the game? They were playing Fortnite during the game. How? I guess when they weren't on the field it wasn't their turn at They bat. were running back to or the... Oh my When they weren't God. on the field while the other team was at what bat they were running idiot. back to the clubhouse to play Fortnite. That's incredible. That's nuts. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Spring officially arrives at 558 we're also getting a full moon tonight. Oh, yeah? Isn't yeah. it? What do they call it? It's a worm moon is what I heard. Worm? Yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't have said that because I don't actually know what I'm talking about. Now i got to look it up. That's called a worm, worm moon. moon because this particular moon um, awakens the worms that are frozen in the ground. 
and yeah. brings them back to to, to Earth. life, to <laughs> Earth, to above ground. <laughs> They're off on the it's spaceship. Truth. Mocha, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Doing butt no, stuff. No, because you oftentimes when we bring something up on the radio, you come in here and give an answer that is completely false. No, I heard this from a news person. Okay, what is a worm moon? The full, the, they, some, the often the first full moon in March is the uh, worm moon. Okay. It's also called the Lenten moon, crow moon, crust moon. Gross. Sugar moon and Ooh. sap moon. Hold on. How's it called the crust moon and the sugar moon? One's disgusting, nasty. The other one sounds real nice. It's the first full moon before the vernal equinox. Now I got to look up vernal equinox. Uh, a spring robin pulling out a worm. Uh-huh. Many birds feed on worms. Yeah, they wakes, it wakes up the worms. It's when uh, the worms wake up, I guess. I don't know. See? Not so crazy now. I don't know. You got to do a lot more than know when the worms wake up more to, f- to <laughs> convince us you're not crazy. <laughs> like a lot more. Like tons. <laughs> like so much. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do people know who Garfield is? The cat that likes lasagna? Uh-huh. Well, like I mean, now. I do. You do. Like, do kids read Garfield and stuff? Yeah. No, they have no idea what Garfield is. That's what I thought. No clue. Which is I, f- I, why I, I could be found wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Quite uh, surprising that there is a Garfield-themed restaurant opening in Toronto in April. Bloor, just west of Dover Court. Really? It's called Garfield Eats, so it's going to be a restaurant, yeah, a storefront, but an app as well. But are you talking about Garfield the Cat? Yeah, like the cartoon cat. Okay. And on the app, when you order, it also, I guess they licensed this through the creator of Garfield. They partnered up, (laughs) these two guys. And on the app, you'll be able to watch Garfield cartoons. And you'll also play Garfield games. That sounds like a weird fetish joint. So you'll get pizza, lasagna, coffee, and cookies both in the store and delivered to your home, courtesy of the app. I do like lasagna, though. <laughs> and they'll also have uh, what they're calling Garfuccino coffees and fruit juices. This sounds—it's crazy. This sounds like a like one of those things that somebody would tell you, like a buddy, you know, where his his uncle died and left him a little bit of money. And instead of doing the right thing with it, he decides to open up a Garfield-themed restaurant. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. Been, it's been my Garfield's the best, man. Like, it just seems super weird that somebody would do this. That's why I was asking, like, if people still know who Garfield is. No. I would say like, no. I would why... say Garfield's not that relevant. Right. Like, at all. Like, yes, he loves lasagna and he hates Mondays. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You know, like, why don't you just do, like, a Dilbert bar? What the hell is a Dilbert? Dilbert? See, there you go. You know who Dilbert is, right? Yeah, Dilbert? People know, you know who Dilbert is. Who is that? Dilbert was, like, office, office comedy. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's weird. Hey, listen, I wish him the best. Uh, but, yeah, I would I would advise the friend to not open up a Garfield theme. Um, yeah. Restaurant that well, serves milk and lasagna. Yeah, well, it's happening. <laughs> it's going to be in Toronto, and uh, it's going to be opening next month. Wow! The Rosin Mocha Show podcast. 
Hey, Geraldine. Hey. Welcome back to the Ronza Mocha Show. Oh, thank you. Uh, as thank an official member me. of the FML Update Club. Yeah. Yes. So it was a couple um, months ago that uh, we had you on Razamoka's FML. How old are you again? I'm 24. Okay, 24, and you still live at home with your folks, and you wanted to go on vacation with your boyfriend, and your parents yes. were not cool with it. They didn't want you being alone with your boyfriend. Yeah. And exactly. we told you that all you had to do was talk to your parents, tell them that you're an adult, and you make grown-up decisions, and this is the guy that you love, and you know nothing bad is going to happen. You're a grown-ass woman. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So I did have the conversation with them. How long after um, you got I, off the phone with us did you have that conversation? Like the same day? Um, I think it was the night okay. of the All conversation right. or the next night. It was a couple days. Oh, okay. Um, at first they were obviously saying no, like I'm crazy. But I did keep like having conversation with them after like a beat, I think they never um, mentioned it to me. So I was like, okay, well, I didn't, I'm not going to mention it to them. I'm still going to go. Yeah. So I think about few weeks after they brought it up oh they brought it like up. you know what yeah they brought it up and you booked your trip already with your boyfriend yeah i had booked it. i was just oh, like okay. you know what i'm still gonna go so regardless you were just gonna go yeah i was just gonna go <laughs> so i had booked my trip i think even after a few weeks after they said no so i was hoping they would come around so i think a few weeks after that um i was talking to my sister and I was telling her I was going to go even though my parents weren't, weren't going to let me so they overheard that so they brought it up the next day saying that they weren't happy I said that mm-hmm. but that they were still going to let me go um, regardless so they said that um, I'm an adult so I can make my own decisions so I know what's right and wrong blah 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 so they eventually were like hey it's fine you can go because um, I know part of your letter to us originally was that you made specific reference to the fact that your parents still treat you like a child and then they pulled yeah. that move of if you're under this roof you're under our rules what have you yeah. done to sort of fix that problem um, well I did tell them like after like you know you guys told me like I do pay my own bills I do all, like all my yeah. stuff so I did mention it to them I was just like you know what like I do I even helped them out with their bill at that time so I'm like I'm helping you guys out I'm like trying to do my own thing and then they're like well why can't you go with your friends and blah blah and I'm like no like I'm going with my boyfriend like you know like I'm you can't let me not live my life because you want me in like your home being safe so so, uh, so when is the vacation it's we're leaving tonight at three three in the morning what <laughs> All yeah. right, Geraldine. Yeah. Your boyfriend's got to be excited, huh? I know, he was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Did he ever think that during this process that you there was a chance that you wouldn't actually be able to go on vacation with him? Yeah, he yeah. thought I was going to flake out. <laughs> he thought I wasn't going to do it. At the risk of your father hearing this, um, just between the three of us, how excited are you to be alone with your boyfriend for the week? I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. My roof, my rules. I know, we're really excited. We even got the deluxe suite with the jacuzzi. Oh! So. For you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good for you. Do it up, yeah, girl. Do it up. Oh man, thank you so much for uh, for for allowing us to to share this news with everybody, and we're just like so happy that everything worked out. Thank you guys for the advice. Yeah, it helped a lot. You guys are the best. Have a great vacation. Thank you. All Take right. care, Geraldine. I'll enjoy it. Thank you. Bye bye, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mark Hamill was on uh, with Jimmy Kimmel. And this, everybody like, 
there's not as much speculation as far as what's happening with the new Star Wars that there has been in previous Star Wars because I think The Last Jedi pissed a lot of fans off oh, and sort of turned you off to where the story may go. Yeah. Just because they killed a lot of their... Spoiler alert. Their own... Um, uh, like, they killed a lot of the direction. Like, there was a lot of mystery going into The Last Jedi and then they just sort of... They just threw it away. They just threw it all away. So there's not a lot of like I, there's there's no speculation going into this new one other than like what's going to be happen? good. Yeah. Right? Like that whole part of the movie with the 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 casino planet or whatever. Oh, so stupid. Right? Like yeah. that was just such a no, waste. There was, there was a lot of the movie was. Um so Mark Hamill was on with Jimmy Kimmel oh, and nice. Because spoiler alert, Luke died in the last one. Spoiler but alert! There are, there's always, you're always a force ghost or you're always something. But everybody had wondered whether Luke was still going to be in this new one. And they make these assumptions based on Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, his facial hair. Because when he is not Luke Skywalker, he does not have a beard. I know. And he's made it perfectly clear that he doesn't like beards. But the one thing about Mark Hamill is he is a master troll. Thank you. It was terrible because they glued the beard on over my own beard. Oh, really? Yeah. Beard on I beard. I had to keep the beard for something else and they, they put the glue What was on. the something else you had to keep the beard for? Well, it's NDA. That's non-disclosure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me. You, so you sh- were shooting simultaneously. Possibly. And we know then maybe that Luke Skywalker has a beard still and has a body still in the next movie. Which basically. movie? <laughs> well, you know, I love driving the Disney executives crazy because what are they going to do, fire me? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, today is... National Poetry Day. Oh, it is. This day is uh, celebrated with poetry for everyone and everywhere. Damn it, Maury always loves to celebrate National Poetry Day. What have you prepared this morning, Maury? Good morning, by the way. Good morning. I have prepared a haiku. A haiku. What is a haiku? Okay. Uh, Maury, would you like to explain what a haiku is? So a haiku is a very short poem, usually three lines, period. Okay, we'll get into that later. Uh, Maury, <laughs> would you like to read your haiku? Sure. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. Today is my anniversary, eight years to be exact, and that's a fact. <laughs> that's it? Your anniversary of what? Being here with you. Oh, working on the show. Yes. Oh, so that's it. Yeah, it went by so quick. Would you like me to read it again? Sure, that's okay. I think I might have missed the point. Okay, Mocha Music? Yeah, why don't you, why don't you read it again, more? Okay. <laughs> okay. Today is my anniversary. Eight years to be exact. And that's a fact. Okay. Um... Yes, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. Hey! Uh, sorry. Yay! I don't, even know, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, look, hey, do you want to start with the anniversary? Or do you want to start with the fact that that is not a haiku? Let's start with the fact that it's not a haiku okay. because it's a haiku. It's not a haiku. So, so you have one line. Yes. Then you have the second line. Right. And then the third line, something rhymes from the third line to something that you've already read. Not necessarily. 
I mean, there's something about syllables. It's all about syllables. <laughs> But, I mean, really? Yes, really. Do you remember the rules of a haiku from school, Mocha? No, not no? at all. 575? Uh, Is it 575? Yeah, 575. Okay. So it's five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Like one, two, three, four, five. Right. Yes. Okay. But in each word? What do you mean? Like in the first line, is it five syllables for each word? Five or syllables. Five syllables for the whole line. The whole line. Today's my anniversary. How many is that? Well, I didn't. Can someone count? <laughs> no, can you count? Okay. Yeah, but I'm doing the words, okay. so someone else count uh, for okay, me. Okay, I will count slowly. Ready? Today's Go. my anniversary. It's eight. Eight. Today is my anniversary. That's okay. Nine. Well, let me do it without with That's less syllables. Nine. Today's my Anniversary. Oh, the still <laughs> it's over. The exact same words. <laughs> yeah. Same syllables. You're just clapping differently. No, but okay. I just tried to take out a syllable. Okay. No, you didn't. No. You just took out a clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, removing a clap doesn't remove a syllable. It doesn't work that way, bro. Okay, try, try again. How about the next line? Okay. Eight years to be exact. No, you're missing one. Oh. Eight years to To be exact? <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't you're just... not missing a clap. <laughs> missing a word. You can't just add a clap. If only people notice, then no. it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Was this your way of making sure that we say happy anniversary today more? Well, yeah, because like every year I just wish that someone would recognize it. So I figured if I snuck it into a haiku, no one will notice and then right. someone will notice. Right. I'll snuck it in? <laughs> your whole haiku is about today being your anniversary. It was, the most, it was the most on-the-nose <laughs> reminder that I've ever seen. Your haiku should just be named obvious. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. New Bill and Ted movie. Excellent. Are you pumped for this? It's been a real long time. I like. I don't really care. You don't really care. No. Like it's been a really, really. Like it was cool when the movie, those movies came out. Well, even just the first one, I wasn't even a huge fan of the, yeah, the second, second one. Yeah, the second one was. Ah, it wasn't really needed. Like the first one was a legendary original idea, sort of off the back of. All the, the, the sci-fi of that era and of the popularity of the Back to the Future movies where they sort of combine time traveling with elements of Back to the Future, of things that you can do in the past. Can event, like all this stuff, they combined everything. And if you, haven't, if you have no idea what Bill and Ted is, it was Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Keanu Reeves went on to become a superstar. Yeah, Alex, John Wick. Yeah, Alex Winter really went on to, I don't know, not much. Nothing. And I hope I'm not insulting the man, but nothing. And they were two high school Southern California surfer dudes with a band called Wild Stallions. And then they had to do a history project or they were going to get sent to military academy because everybody Damn. who did anything wrong in an 80s movie always got sent to military academy. Yo, and, you really remember that movie. Yeah. It's and, like you watched it last night. And then so <laughs> they time travel with a phone booth all throughout history. And then they wind up meeting all these famous people, Genghis Khan, Abraham Lincoln, Joan of Arc, and then they bring them all back to the future with them. And then they the do their the present. Their future, yes. the present, yeah. And then they do uh, their, their history project for them in front of uh, the school. 
So that's basically the plot of Bill and Ted. But they you sure save, you didn't watch this last night? They, they have to save the world. <laughs> and they think that they're going to save the world with their band called Wild Stallions. What was the second one about? Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So the first one was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. And then the second one was Bill and Ted's Bogus the, Journey. I what they did in the second one. I don't know. I don't remember. Time traveled again, I yeah. guess. Yeah, exactly. San Dimas High School football rules. Um, but, uh, you sure you didn't watch the movie last night? <laughs> Damn, bro. But anyway, so they announced yesterday, <laughs> yeah. if, if anybody cares, because I certainly don't. What's this, the announcement? <laughs> this is um, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Hi, I'm Alex Winter. And I'm Keanu Reeves. And together, we are Wild Stallions. <laughs> and we are here at the Hollywood Bowl. We want to say thank you to you, the fans. We do. Because it looks like we might actually, hopefully, make a movie this summer. Bill and Ted 3. Face the music. Yes. And it is all because of you guys, and so we owe you a huge debt of gratitude. We wanted to say thank you. Thank you. And be excellent. Be excellent. <laughs> all right, then. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Are they doing a Bird Box sequel? Is that what I saw? Get out of here. Yeah. I don't need that. No, I think it's a book, though. Oh. You didn't like Bird Box? I gotta go from Netflix to reading? <laughs> I know. I know. We spent all this time trying to not read, right? Is it the deal? <laughs> well, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like a new book comes out, you're like, I'll oh, just wait for it on Netflix, because eventually, <laughs> if it's good, somebody's going to turn it into a movie. Totally. So why do I even need to read a book? Totally. That's how I am with podcasts now, because a lot of my favorite podcasts have been turned into either... Um, documentaries or TV shows. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's right. So I see an interesting podcast and I'm like, you're not, you're not even listening to podcasts anymore? <laughs> like, wow, like, you're uh, that lazy. I'm like, ah, uh, they'll just turn it into a Netflix show. Jeez. What was the one I recently watched that they turned into a Netflix show? Dirty John. That was a podcast, right? Oh my God. So Dirty John yeah. with Connie Britton. I had listened to that podcast right when it came out. Yeah. And just the detail. And then when I, I found out, it's funny because Lifetime, I don't know what it is with Netflix and, and Lifetime, because it was announced that Lifetime was going to get the series, mm-hmm. Dirty John. And then all of a sudden, Netflix swoops in and takes it. It was made for television, though. Like You can know. tell when you watch it because there's, sure. there's natural breaks for commercials. Yeah, so and I also, th- no swearing. None. Yeah. So I don't know what... Because this isn't the first time that that Netflix and Lifetime had done some sort of a deal. Yeah, because they did that with you, right? Because you originally aired in like September on That's Lifetime, crazy. and I had no idea, never and heard of it. Didn't get traction until no. December when it showed up on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, no, I had no, uh, I had no idea. But yeah, so that was one of them, and and Eric Bana. That's it. Yeah, he played Dirty John, but like the what a psycho. And if you I, get a chance to listen to the podcast, I highly recommend it. Only because there's so much detail in the podcast that didn't make it into right. the actual TV show. Well, it's interesting because a story like Dirty John, now it's like a multi-platform thing. So there's the podcast, there's the Dirty John show with Connie Britton and Eric Bana on Netflix, then there's the Dirty John documentary that's yes. also on Netflix. Yeah. Where they talk to all the people in real. Like everything is a companion to something. Yeah. Right, so it's whether you want to go in order of the way they originated. See, for me, because I didn't want to watch the documentary because I, I was like watching the show with Catherine. I'm like, I listen. I'm going to figure out how this thing ends because I don't know anything about the story. So I'm not going to watch the documentary yet. Yeah. Um, but then I watched the show, and then I started watching some of the documentary, and it's like it's it's crazy, but it's so wild to me how one of those stories, like a story like Dirty John. Mm-hmm. 
is fascinating enough to be three different things at the same time that all do well. Oh, yeah. Like, it can be a podcast, it can be a TV show, and a documentary. Like, I think we because find the something main... that we're fascinated with, we just want it all. Yeah. I think because once you get into, the, like, the main subject of the people involved, yeah. then you really want to know as much as possible. What a crazy person that guy was, though. That's crazy, that Dirty John story. Like, it's really, really wild. Is this, and I didn't know the story. Like, I didn't read the New York Times article when it came out, or the LA Times article. But when you watch, does it not slightly interest you to think how he did this and if you could do it? Like, just the... It's the, basically uh, this guy, he just scams this woman who, uh, she falls in love with him, and he just continuously scams and lies. But he's, he's he, she's one her. of many women but that he has scammed. But find out and that he's a drug she's addict. one of many. Yeah. And he did it that many times and got away with it. It's fascinating. Yeah, I'm always fascinated by these stories of these psychopaths who know the law so well and know the boundaries that they do all this crazy stuff and send letters and videos and voicemails, and somebody's like, I'm going to just call the cops on you. Like, the cops can't do anything. And yeah. you're like, oh, sure, the cops can't do anything. And then they talk to the cops and like, we can't do anything. Yeah. And you're like, how does a psychopath know yeah, these I know. boundaries like this? But it's a, it's like a devastating, but I understand what you're saying, Maury, which is like, would you be able to, if you if you didn't have malicious intentions like Dirty John, but sure. would you be able to pull something like that off? Like a completely no. false identity and live a lie to above the point of the where, law. above the law, but live a lie to the point of where you could propose to somebody and that other person would be in love with the not you enough to then say yes after after two weeks. And like it's a really camera thing. Oh, it's for your protection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, a, it's a wild, wild story. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You want to hear Julia Roberts comment on the uh, college admission scandal? Yes. So just to remind everybody, um, Felicity Huffman and um, what kind? I never remember the other woman's name. Oh, uh, Lori Lachlan. Lori Lachlan. Aunt Becky. Aunt I just Becky. want to call her Aunt Becky, but I think call that's her Aunt crass. Becky. We all know. Uh, and Aunt Becky uh, involved in allegedly paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their kids to go to school. And um, so Julia Roberts was asked about. A lot of people have been sort of commenting from being safe and not wanting to get too involved. Some like mm -hmm. Julia Roberts, I would say, to others like Hank from Breaking Bad, who. Call them F wads. Um, but uh, this is Julie Roberts. Before I play this, can I yeah. guess? Because I didn't hear this yet. Okay, yeah. Did she walk into one of the colleges and say, Hi, I was here yesterday with my kid. <laughs> you didn't accept my kid? <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. That to me is mm, so um, sad because I feel from an outsider that it says a little bit. I don't have enough faith in you. I mean, obviously, we have advantages that we didn't have as children coming from the kind of childhood that I had. I raise my kids now. I don't want them to have to have some of the struggles that I had. But at the same time, you know, you do need to know how to make your bed and how to do your laundry and how to be able to make one meal. They have to run their own race. They have to have their own experience. And uh, also Nicolette Sheridan, who is, uh, of course, did Desperate Housewives with Felicity Huffman, is talking about the college scam as well. Big mistake. Huge. Huge. I was here with my kid yesterday. <laughs> we don't know the facts, but we However, can be extremely disturbed by... 
the entitlement, the power and money that can take away from less privileged. And that, to me, is disgraceful. Um, it's, it's troublesome. It's troublesome because because it can change the life path of a child that is deserving. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The highest grossing movie franchises of all time. Ooh. Gotta be Star Wars. Star Wars gotta be in there. Oh, it's in there. Franchise. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of a cheat. Like it's kind of a, I'd I'd say looking at this number, it's a bit of a cheat. I know exactly what it is. Do you want me to guess, or do you want to just go? No, like, go ahead. If I guess, will it ruin it? No. Of all time, yes. Franchise, franchise, correct. Has to be Marvel Avengers. Anything within that realm, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, correct. Has to be. Yeah, eighteen billion dollars worldwide. What about Back to the Future? Uh, no, not in the top 10. Dude, we're talking over the past 10 years, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like 22 movies. Yeah. Like it's hey, brainstorming, crazy. no bad ideas. No, no, but there are wrong answers, and yeah. your answer was completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is number two, incidentally. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe has made $18 billion worldwide. Ooh. Star wow. Wars, Star Wars 9. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Just dollar for dollar. They're not, in, they're not uh, adjusting for inflation or anything sure. like that. So uh, Harry Potter at number three, just under Star Wars with a 9.1 billion. And then at number four, James Bond, because there's like a hundred of those movies. I thought James Bond would rank higher than Harry Potter. I think there's Potter. too much Potter, time yeah. between no. the movies, though. That must be the but reason there was why. like seven Harry Potter movies, right? Yeah. 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 Like there's a lot of Harry Potter movies. Lord uh, of the Rings in there? Yeah, it is at number five. Oh, okay. Right under James Bond. And then X-Men uh-huh. at number six. The Fast Really? That's surprising. Yeah. The Fast and Furious movies. What about oh, Hunger yeah. Games? At uh, number seven. At number eight is the Jurassic Park franchise. At number nine is the DC Extended Universe worldwide. Really? So that is like... What, like Wonder Woman and Aquaman yeah, and, and Suicide Squad and Batman, Batman versus, versus Superman. Superman? All those, yeah. And then, huh. at, uh, and then at number 10, all the Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah, I guess, because there's a lot. There was a lot. Who gets the money? What do you mean? Like when you, a movie makes $9 billion or the franchise makes $9 billion, who gets the money? Okay, I'm gonna, I'll give you one little piece of information here as far as who gets the money. You know how Disney just bought Fox? Yeah, they for just, like billions. They just bought Fox for $71 billion. Holy cow. So they were saving the money from so other franchises. So tell me who gets the money. It goes into a bank account. All the money just goes to Disney. Yeah, they, oh they own all of it. Everything. All of it. Every single all the dollar, money just every goes single to Disney. Cent. Yeah. That's incredible, though. The Disney Fox. Oh. Was it $71 billion? $71 billion. Yeah, $71 billion. And now they have everything for their streaming service. Yeah. Like they have and it was absolutely all, everything and for their for streaming sure, service. And for sure, this this takeover, this buyout mm-hmm. was for the rights and catalog to all those things for their, everything from Fox for the Disney streaming service, right? Yeah. It has to be. Yeah, because, yeah, there's, yes. yes. I find it interesting, though, yes. that even though Disney signed this deal to buy out Fox, they didn't buy or did they, they didn't take. Fox News or yeah. Fox Sports? Because it's not what they do, right? No, I know. Because but like Disney, to eliminate 
just those two aspects. You would think that maybe they would try to integrate something or, I don't know, buy it, just shut it down or whatever. Well, no, but you they can't just, do that. It's a money-making machine. But they no, left it. But no, they didn't buy Fox Sports because Disney is ESPN. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about right? that. Yeah, yeah. So God, Disney they could exactly. have bought it change it to ESPN2. There already is an ESPN2. ESPN3. There's already one of those I as well. I think there's ESPN all the way up to <laughs> six or something like that. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, this month alone, digital releases include Aquaman, Creed 2, Mary Poppins, Into the Spider-Verse, and Bumblebee. And if we were in the year 2000, <laughs> we could walk over to our local blockbuster and... Rent those DVDs. That's right. Um, in the world right now, there's one in Australia and there's one in Bend, Oregon, as far as Blockbuster Video. Mm-hmm. The one in Australia just announced that they are going to be closing permanently on March 31st. That will leave Blockbuster Video in Bend, Oregon as the last Blockbuster on the face of the earth. There will be one Left. You gotta reserve that copy of Creed 2. Like now. <laughs> uh, uh, Sandy Harding is the GM, general manager of the last blockbuster on earth. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. So, as the general manager of the last blockbuster, you have to have people in your lives who are going, you gotta think of some sort of exit strategy because. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. I mean, obviously. I'm like looking at this going, wow, you know, um, what's going to happen and all that kind of stuff. If you had asked me a year ago um, before all this crazy stuff, then I definitely would have been like, well, I'm not really sure, um, you know, what's going to happen, you know, the next year or so. But are you kidding right now? We are just writing this out and it's so much fun. And um, being the last one is certainly not hurting the store. Uh, Sandy, we'll ask you this question that I'm sure you get asked every single day, but in the, the day and age that we live in now with streaming and like everything is online, how is it that Blockbuster Video is still around and still exists and now you are working for the very last one on earth? Yeah, you know, I do get to ask that every day, but I, there's no real like one word answer kind of a thing. Um there's so many things that play into it. Obviously, we have great loyal customers. I've got a, a wonderful staff that has been with me for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're a tourist town. I think there's just so many things that have contributed to us still being here. Um, we're incredibly stubborn. You know, um, we didn't want to give up and we buckled down and cut costs and did everything we possibly could to, you know, to stay um profitable so we could stay open and I don't know it, it was just a lot of different things that we've done over the years now are people still walking into your blockbuster the last one on earth to rent movies or are people just coming in just to like check it out and maybe take pictures for Instagram and stuff <laughs> no we definitely are renting movies still really and that's the that's the wonderful thing about all this like I couldn't have asked for a better outcome from all the press and stuff is it's reminding people that we're still there we've got you know new families coming in and and nothing's funnier than watching parents walk around going and this is what we used to do we grab a movie and yeah, you read it and look at it and then go up to the counter what are people renting like the newer stuff or the older stuff it's, it's the same as it always has been really um, huh we have the yeah we have the newest releases so obviously this week it's all about the Spider-Man universe or whatever that new Spider-Man. <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-verse yeah. Or, thank you. So that one in Mary Poppins was the big thing uh, yesterday morning we had people asking for, but 
you know, I think our real bread and butter kind of thing that's kept us going is our catalog movies. Yeah. We have a lot of old classics and, and we haven't raised our prices. So customers can come in and still, you know, rent family movies for 99 cents for a week. I was just going to ask you that. I don't even know what it costs. Like, I don't even remember what it, what it costs to rent a movie from Blockbuster. If I want a new release, like if I want to go in and rent Spider-Verse, how much does that cost to rent a movie? Mm-hmm. It would be three ninety nine, and you'd get it for three nights. Do back on the fourth day. I was explaining wow. to this young kid that we that I work with uh, um, the other day what uh, late fees were on VHS <laughs> at Blockbuster, and also the the fine for not rewinding a film. Right? <laughs> do you guys yeah. do you guys still charge late fees and a, and a be kind if uh, rewind fee? <laughs> we well, we don't have VHS anymore, so you don't have to worry about. The oh, VHS. true. You know, I guess it's just DVD. Fee. Yeah, you're right. What are the late fees? So we do, uh, it's a per diem thing. So yeah. if you rent out like an older title, it's 49 cents a day when wow. after a week, but it doesn't start till the, the eighth day. And we stop our late fees at 10 days. Um, and then well, if you return your movie, the most you're going to pay would be 10 days or the late fees. So it's, it's not like it used to be when you come in and you have hundreds of dollars of yeah. fees or yeah. remember when the VHS would sell to you for $99 because VHS movies were so expensive. Man, there was a, there um, was a grocery store beside the blockbuster that I used to go to. And I had so much late fees at the blockbuster that I had to start going to a different grocery store because oh no. I didn't want to walk by the blockbuster. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> Cause they scream out the window. Ross, what are you returning Goonies? Yeah. There's another family waiting for it. Hey, Sandy Harding, uh, you are the general manager of the very last blockbuster on earth in Bend, Oregon. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to be a part of the Roz and Mocha show. You're welcome. Thanks again for having us. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Yvette. It's Roz and Mocha. So lovely to have you join us. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How old are you, Yvette? I'm 25. Okay, so you wrote us this. Razamoka Fix My Life. I'm making a big change in my career. I'm leaving my company of eight years to go to a new workplace that offers me many new skills that I want to have now for the money. But when I told my current employer that I'm leaving, they offered me a management position, something that I've wanted for years with even more money than the other place. Uh, I'm so torn. I want to leave to advance myself and learn new skills to be the best I can. But why do I feel so torn and so guilty for leaving now? Help, help, help. Yes. (laughs) So hold on. Will the job that you're at right now give you the skills that you need for your future in this industry? Or are you going to get that from the job that you want to take? The new job just offers me more technical skills in my career. So I'm a hairdresser. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've been working for the same company since I came out of hair school. And... I have a new opportunity now to get more into like barbering, which is something I want to do, but I'm so torn because I've wanted management for so long in my company that now I have no idea what to do. Okay, which one's going to be better for your future, though? Um, probably the new job. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Making jumps like this in your career is very terrifying. Now, I'll answer this to, to why you feel so torn and so guilty. Well, that's just because you're kind and loyal. Um, and, you know, for me, I'm, I'm sort of the same way, but only my loyalty is never to a company. My loyalty is always to the people I work for. Okay. And it really does, for the most part, end there. 
And and I've just been fortunate that Moke and I work for fantastic people and always mm-hmm. have worked for great people. Um, but with you, you feel guilty because you feel like you're ditching, you know, somebody who made a commitment to you and now you're breaking that commitment. You know, they brought you in, they trained you up and took you in when you were just out of school and you feel like you owe them. But the reality is, you know, you owe yourself more and you always will owe yourself more. And if getting into barbering and learning new skills, if this is something that you want to do, they, one, they should really fully understand that this is something that you want to do and that you are going to just leave and grow and become better. And they should, you know, they got a big hand in that and they should feel proud of that. Um, but it's but it's tough. It's tough to tell people you want to leave. Now, as far as a counter offer goes, where they turn around and offer you a management position, um, that's great too. Yeah, for you sure. Know? But I would say that at this point, you are making a decision as to whether you want to go more into the management side of things or you do want to go and learn those skills uh, into the into the barbering world. I, I don't think that you can, you're going to be able to do both at the same time. No, and it's so hard too because one is offering me more money and the other one is offering me a little bit more than what I make now. And I live on my own. So money is definitely a factor, especially nowadays. Yeah. So Yvette, I think what you have to do is don't think of the now. (laughs) Think of what this is going to do. Whatever decision you make, what is this going to do for your future and what you want your future to be? Which one is going to be beneficial to you in the long run, not just beneficial for you over the next like year or so. Yeah. I'm going to come at this from a different way. Um, Cause I think that Mocha and I think differently on things like this, which is Mocha is very much a plan for the future. That's the way you grew up. That was how you handle your money, how you handle your family, how you handle everything else. Um, I'm a more immediate of an individual. So I'm going to say this. What is stopping you from taking the management job, using a little bit of that extra money and learning those new skills on your own time on the weekends? Um, I could, but the only thing is I would not be able to use them at the company that I'm working for. We don't offer those skills and that's kind of something I want to get more into. Right. But what I'm saying is that why not take the management job, make more money now, also learn the skills. Then when you're ready to leave, you won't have to make less money to learn what you've already learned. Yeah. No, but she's trying to say, where would she learn these new skills? You got extra money. Go, go take a course. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you got two different answers from Ron Zamoka, you bet. Oh, uh, and you're in the exact same position now that you were when you called us. <laughs> but at least now you have now at least you have all the information and all of the available options. Yeah. <laughs> so stressed. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't think we helped. So but... <laughs> no, you did. You did. <laughs> All right. well, no, you did. You did. <laughs> it gave me more to think about. All right. Well, follow up and uh, please let us know how everything works out. I will for sure. Thank okay. you Thanks, so Yvette. much. Okay. Bye. When you're, when you're broken six oh. months because you took my advice, come and stay with me. When you're broken <laughs> six years because you listen to Mocha, you can go stay with him. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to hold you too high. Right. Later, girl. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Last week during March break, OPP were on a massive, massive blitz. Look and they've f- laid more than 1,500 distracted driving charges. During the March break. I know people that got popped with their, with really? their phone. Yeah, I do. 
I talked to two people who got popped last week. They say uh, an additional 51 distracted-related careless driving charges were laid against drivers who were caught using their phones while behind the wheel. I oh. did not get caught. You gotta be really good at looking around to make sure that you, when you're going to check your phone, check first all around you to make sure that there's nobody around. So far this year, OPP have laid over 2,000 distracted driving charges. Yeah. Here is where you need to pay attention, Dave Amore. New penalties for distracted driving took an effect in January, including a fine increase of up to $1,000, yeah. three demerit points, Oof. and a three-day license suspension. Well, I just can't afford $1,000, so haha. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they ticket you and you can't afford it... And both people I talked to who got popped were in heavy traffic at a stoplight. See, when you're at a red light, if you're going to really? leave... Yep. They were at a red light. I don't in hold heavy it up traffic. If you're going to check, like, no, they were. It was on their lap. But, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't be checking anyway. In I know the first you shouldn't. Place. But sometimes you just have to. Yeah, no, you it was. Uh, to, it was on their. It was on their lap. Well, I look around first. <laughs> you, you're not going to be able to, man. They yeah, get you. They're going to get man. Get with the amount you. of times that you use your phone behind the behind the wheel, which I don't agree with. Yeah. Uh, you were going to get hit so hard one day. I don't do it while driving. No, but you do it at stoplights. Ah, uh, that's I'm, a lie. You definitely use your phone while you're driving. Not when I'm, not when the car is moving. Is your phone in your hand when the car is moving? No, it's on this on the passenger seat. No, but is has the phone ever been in your hand while you're driving? Yeah, but hold on. Let me just explain. If I'm in the middle of typing something and I have to go, I'll look up mm -hmm. and wait till I stop again to. So continue. the answer is yes. To the question. <laughs> yeah, so the answer is what? So the answer is yes, that your the phone is in your hand and you're using it while you're driving. No, I'm not using it. I'm I'm holding it to continue later. Right. But I'll tell you that that is a ticket. That's definitely a ticket. Holding it in your hand will get you a ticket. I believe. I may I may be wrong on that, but I but that like I know people that have just had it and then they push the button and it lights oh. up the car and then they get a ticket yeah. regardless of what I they're doing. On for it. It. it was because I was holding it. Yeah. And then I there, went in court. Yeah. I know a guy who was in the car, pulled over to the side, parked the car. Right. But the car was running, his seatbelt was still oh, on. For God's sake. And he was on his phone. And a police officer pulled up beside him. Yeah, and gave him a ticket. Hold on, if you pull because the over, car because the car was running. Hold, Apparently, if, you, if the car is running, the hell on, really? And he no. got a ticket for it. Yes. No, there are often times where when I pick Roz up, if I'm early, I'll just play Sudoku off to the side of the road. Am I going to get a ticket for that? Probably. Yeah. yeah I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know. I don't use my phone. I don't even. I don't even take it out of my pocket when I'm in the car, and it pisses yeah. a lot of people off. Um, but yeah, no, I don't because I know I'm going to be the guy that gets busted. Like yeah, for sure, I'm going to be the guy that gets a good looking guy like me. <laughs> Please. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hey, Mocha. How are you? Good. What's your name? It's Tony. How are you, Tony? Good, man. I was just wondering if I was uh, able to do, let's do the news. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, well, well, Roz is here as well, Tony. Yeah, well, I wanted to take over his uh, his spot. Yeah, oh, we, okay. we allow fans to do this. No problem. So uh, go for it, Tony. Go ahead. Let's do the news. No, oh, Tony. Uh, come on, man. You've heard this oh, show long the, enough that you know. What's the first part? You know hey, the, Roz. No. Hey, not hey, Roz. Hey, Mocha. Yo! Let's do the news! No! Dump, 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 dump. No. Listen, it's Hey Mocha, you ready? Okay. Yep. Okay. Go. Hey Mocha? Yeah. 
You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. Ah, oh, come on, louder. Let's do the news. Come on, Tony, put some heart in it. Uh, let's do the news. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm trying to sound sexy like Russ. A Roz and uh-huh. Mocha show and kiss 925 news break. MySpace lost everything. <laughs> Sorry, what? Excuse me, what? You say MySpace? Yeah, MySpace. Lost it all. They lost everything. There's a lot of upset people this morning. <laughs> Hold on, what year is it right now? Okay. So MySpace just announced that they lost 12 years worth of uh, music, videos, and photos. <laughs> Hold on, what? Due to a botched server migration. MySpace is still the thing? Yes. So anything that you posted on MySpace between 2003 and 2015... Or whenever you left MySpace and you just left your MySpace there because yeah. it still existed. Okay. So everything is gone now. Oh no, what am I going to do? So they had, I guess, over the last couple, like year, they were like, oh yeah, there's a problem. It's a bug. We're working on it. And But the reality and nobody was- refo- <laughs> Nobody responded. <laughs> the reality is, is that they um, moved everything over to a new server and everything got deleted. So uh-huh. MySpace is saying that uh, they lost- 50 million MP3 files. Oh, no. What are we going to do, guys? I'm going to have to take a a day off work. Yeah. Figure this out. They lost 50 million MP3 files. Oh, no. uh, And an even larger number of photos and videos, they say. So, which is probably for the best. When they did that big, uh, they tried to, to bring MySpace back. Didn't Justin Timberlake? Yes. He either bought them, bought into them, yeah. or he just signed like a major deal to help promote that they're back. He was financially involved. He in was, MySpace, right? Yes. Yeah. And okay. uh, they tried to turn it into like a music platform where yeah. it was like for artists and artists only kind of thing. And uh, and yeah, I don't know how much he lost on that, whether he lost anything. But all those MP3s. Right, all those MP3s. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, the 10 uh, most popular puppy names of 2019. Are you interested? Is Oscar one of them? Or Charlie? Charlie's number three. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 10, Oliver. <gasps> Oliver. Okay. At number nine, Bear. Oh. At number eight, Daisy. At number seven, Max. Yeah. At number six, Cooper, or AKA Coop. Yeah. At number five, Lucy. Number four, Bailey. Number three, as you had said, Charlie. Number two is Bella. And the number one puppy name of 2019, this is according to a database of 500,000 dogs. Yeah. Luna. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's super cute. So the Disney Fox deal is complete. Disney closed the deal for $71 billion. Billion with a B. Crazy. It paves the way, of course, for Disney to launch their streaming service, Disney Plus, which is due out later this year. Now, with Disney, you already have... All the classic cartoons, Star Wars, all the Pixar, and all the Muppets, and all the Marvel. With Fox, they now have all the X-Men, the Deadpool, along with all the Fox TV channel stuff, the FX network stuff, all the National Geographic channel stuff, shows like The Americans, This Is Us, and Modern Family. Holy cow. Uh, What about all the Simpsons stuff, too? All the Simpsons. Oh, my God. Uh, No pricing has been disclosed yet for Disney+. Plus. However, um... Disney does charge so for ESPN Plus, yeah, they charge five dollars a month. But wow, Disney Plus 
will be in five categories of materials. So you have Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic, right? And then, of course, all the television stuff. So you do the math on that. I don't know how much that's going to cost. Like 20 bucks a month? I don't know. Maybe. I'd pay that. Maybe. Um, I mean, I'm going to pay it. Of course, not included in this deal is um, Fox News and Fox Sports or Fox Broadcasting. So they don't own the network. They don't own the broadcast network. That's fine. I don't care. But that was never the goal because let me read you this headline. And you wonder why Disney just paid $7.1 billion for Fox. Because for the first time ever in the U.S., more households subscribe to streaming services than um, pay cable television. Wow. Wow. Can you believe that? So 69% of people responded that they have at least one streaming service in their home. Mm-hmm. 65% of people responded say that they have paid traditional television subscriptions. So streaming is now number one. That is, that's insane. Right? That is insane. Yeah. Uh, the former HMV store on Young Street is going to turn into a giant weed shop. What? Yeah. Get out of yeah, here. The 4,000 no, square foot space uh, is going to be Tokyo Smoke. Tokyo Smoke was a company started in 2015 as an educational cannabis branded cafe and currently has a number of legal cannabis storefronts operated in Winnipeg. Now, the company was not one of the lottery winners to operate a legal cannabis license in Toronto. Oh. Instead, they just partnered up with one of the lottery winners. Oh, who smart. did win. So, signs, by the way, are already up. The coming soon signs are, are already there. Yeah. So, so will that, is it going to be like the entire I don't know. Building? Because yeah. that building is... Uh, How much weed? You can like, put a lot of weed in there. Like, yes. All the weed. Well, per- all, all of every single strand, every single brand, every single strain, every single combination. Because that HMV, that look, if I'm... Not mistake. It's like three or four three floors. Three floors. Oh, three floors. Right? You'll have the creams and the oils and all yeah, that other stuff. Yeah, but even still, like there, has, oil. <laughs> there, there, there has to be. A, there, there's going to be like a cafe type restaurant thing in there where people can just or they'll put in a cafe and smoke Gotta weed. Be. Right? God, that's going to reek. But it's right by Ryerson too. Oh, yeah. right by Ryerson. Like, are you even kidding me? Ariana Grande's Seven Rings. Yeah. Now, when Seven Rings came out, it was clearly inspired by these are a few of my favorite things. So here's Ariana Grande. Okay, and then here is uh, Favorite Things by Rogers and Hammerstein, who are the writers. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. Where's this from again? Some music. Okay, so it's the exact same thing. Yeah. And they knew that, but what I didn't know was in order for Ariana Grande to be able to even release Seven Rings, they had to bring Seven Rings to the people who are still in control of the Rogers and Hammerstein catalog. Negotiate a profit share. Really? And as it turns out, Ariana Grande gave up 90% of the profits of Seven Rings in order to release it. 90? 90% of Seven Rings just in order to release it. Guess she 90. could afford it. Like it, it doesn't sure. matter because she's got all these other fantastic songs that just make money on money on money. Yeah. 
Plus, yeah. with the world tour, she's making money on money on money. Yeah. So maybe that 90% is just like a, a small blip. 90%. That is incredible, though. I've never heard that. Yeah. For the first time this season, American Idol went up against The Voice head to head. And in the U.S. American Idol still on? Yeah, exactly. Um, American Idol hit a series low number as far as ratings go. And that's like for both networks that it's been on. Both? Yeah, because remember they moved it, right? From Fox? To ABC. Oh, yeah, right. Duh. Uh, so the voice came out uh, came out on top by a good size margin, like of a good course. size margin. They should just stop with Idol. Yeah, and the only thing that saves that show is that they they go viral the next day when Katy Perry flirts with the contestant. That's it. Like it's never the singers. Katy Perry's on that show. Yeah, she's one of the judges on Idol. Yeah. Oh, you had no idea. Who are the other judges? Is Randy Jackson still Lionel there? Lionel Richie and I don't know who the country guy is. I don't remember. The Paul name. Abdul there? No, no, no. They haven't been there in years. Oh. I thought when they, honestly, I thought when they left, the show ended. No, you didn't, because you knew that they did the Mariah Carey thing, experiment, and then Nicki yeah, Minaj Ray was Yeah, but Jackson was still there. Brian. What? Luke, Luke Brian is the other judge. Oh. Thank you, Maureen. Yeah, I yeah. remember Nicki and... And Steven Tyler was a judge, and J-Lo forever. Yeah, but they were still with... And Mariah. And Mariah, that's what I said, yeah. Right? No. Yeah, th- oh. Maybe. Maybe I Randy I saw watching Idol, like, man. forever anyway, ago. so, yeah. So Hashtag when- bring back Sanjaya. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, should be a judge. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Justin Trudeau was accused of hiding and eating a bagel in the House of Commons yesterday. <gasps> uh, conservative MP Scott Reed accused the Prime Minister of sneaking a bagel in under his desk. Uh, rules state that members may, quote, refresh themselves with glasses of water during debate, yeah. but the consumption of any other beverage or food is not allowed. Not now, even like a Coke? No. You want to sip on? No. Really? Not right. even like a Coke Zero. Not even. No. Zero calories. I don't even on. think you could do Paris. I think it has to be flat tap water. No. Yeah, right yeah. from the Rito, yes. Uh, now, the, the moment happened in the first hour of a marathon voting session after the government uh, defeated a conservative motion asking the prime minister to waive any remaining solicitor-client privilege and the cabinet confidentiality restrictions on former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould. But here's the moment that Scott Reid accuses the prime minister of sneaking a bagel. Uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, we all know that the rules of the House do not permit us to eat in this place. Uh, and I can't help but observing that during the last vote, uh, a number of people were uh, eating uh, in their seats, uh, including the Minister of Defense, the Minister of Canadian Heritage, and the Prime Minister, who appeared to be hiding a bagel in his desk. Uh, Mr. Speaker, the Prime Minister has already stayed in this place with corruption. He does not need to stay with mustard as well. It was a chocolate bar, but I apologize. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you all. Remember for Lanark Frontenac Kingston. And I remind members that food is not permitted in the chamber. Right. So it was not a bagel, it was a chocolate bar. Even still. <laughs> Come on now. Snitch, huh? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's Scott Reed guy. That's Scott Reed guy is the guy that looks over, you know, the day after Halloween and is like, Tells the teacher that you got one of those mini bags of chips in your desk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just shut up. <laughs> That's a big time snitch. A snitch. Big time. And they got rowdy too, yeah. huh? Oh, it gets rowdy in oh there. Oh my God. I saw one lady yesterday, like straight up dissing Trudeau. 
And it was like a rap battle. Everyone in the house of comedy, it's like everyone stood up at the same time. We're like, yeah. oh! It is. It's very much like but a she rap just battle. She dropped her mic, sat down, like <laughs> stared him down. And I was like, oh my God. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The extreme awkwardness that is going on between Kellyanne Conway, Donald Trump, and Kellyanne Conway's husband is fascinating. Why? What happened? So, you know Kellyanne Conway, right? Yeah. She's the... She's the one that uh, sat on the couch in the... Um, in the White House with no shoes on. Right. Um, also... Right, in the Oval Office. Alternative facts. That's, alternative that's her facts. big claim to fame yeah. was alternative facts. So for some reason, Kellyanne Conway is still has her job with Donald Trump. Uh-huh. But Kellyanne Conway's husband hates Donald Trump. And Donald Trump hates Kellyanne Conway's husband. Oh, no. Imagine if your wife hated your boss and publicly said stuff about your boss oh, and damn. your boss hated your wife and publicly slammed her like that awkwardness. So I'll give you just a taste, right? Damn. So on, um, over the weekend, Kellyanne Conway's husband tweeted. So he tweeted out the definition of narcissistic personality disorder oh, and antisocial no. personality disorder, uh, from the diagnosis and statistical manual of mental health disorders. Oh, wow. Damn. And, then he referred to Donald Trump and said his condition is getting worse, right? And then, <laughs> <laughs> wow, bitter much? <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even lying. And then Donald Trump tweeted this. So his name is George Conway. Imagine yeah. your boss saying this about your spouse. Okay. So Donald Trump tweeted this. George Conway, often referred to as Mr. Kellyanne Conway, Ooh. by those who know him, is very jealous of his wife's success and angry that I, with her help, don't give him the job he so desperately wanted. I bet. Oh, it's not done. Oh, it's not done. Thug life's not done. Okay, it's, go. It's not done. I barely know him, but just take a look. A stone cold loser and husband from hell. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> like, you're saying that about one of your employees' <laughs> husband. <laughs> Like that in, would no, be, in no other situation, no, no, would that ever be allowed to happen? No, no, no. And uh, Leafs won last night. There you Woo. go. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, the screenwriter for Forrest Gump revealed the plans that they had for the sequel. It doesn't need a sequel. They were going to do the sequel. It doesn't need one though. And he said, first off, the film was going to start with Forrest's kid having AIDS. What? Yeah. Haley Joel Osment? Yeah. So Forrest's kid was going to have AIDS, and then they were going to go through this whole thing with the kid about how other school kids didn't want to go to school with the kid with AIDS. He was also going to put Forrest in the back of the OJ Bronco during the chase. Oh, come on. Yeah. So what? So far, so far as no OJ? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, now he this had, is ridiculous. He had Forrest finding a new talent, which was ballroom dancing that would have had him touring the world and even ballroom dancing with Princess Diana at a prestigious event. <laughs> okay. These are all like the most ridiculous. Uh, he said that Forrest was going to be on a bus where he met a Native American woman where Forrest finds his true calling as a bingo caller on a reservation. 
Uh-huh. And the woman he met taught a nursery school at a government building in Oklahoma City. And there was one scene where Forrest was sitting on a park bench waiting for his friend to meet him for lunch as the building behind him just collapses down because of the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh my God, come on. <laughs> no way. Right? Yes. So then, but it was 9-11 that derailed the whole sequel because the screenwriter says this, Ross says this, literally I turned in the script the day before 9-11 and Tom Hanks and Bob Zemeckis and I got together on 9-11 to sort of commiserate about how life was in America and how tragic it was and we looked at each other and said this movie has no meaning anymore. And so they scrapped the whole idea. Wow. The, All on 9 11. On 9 11, they scrapped the idea for Forrest Gump yeah, sequel. Those aren't, ah, right? those aren't good scenes. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. Those aren't good scenes. Nobody can sit here and, and think that those would be yeah. great scenes yeah, yeah. in a sequel to Forrest, Forrest, Gump. Forrest in the back of the Bronco. <laughs> And what would he be saying? Anyway, no, he wouldn't say anything. So OJ was not supposed to know he was in there and the cameras never saw it before it somehow got in the back of the Bronco and would just pop his head up every now and then, he said. Why don't you love me, OJ? I'm a good man. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Welcome to Ask Roz and Mocha. Now, before we get to the phone, mm-hmm. I, I want to go through some reviews that we have here on uh, Apple Podcasts. By the way, wherever it is that you get the Roz and Mocha Show podcast from, feel free to leave a rating and or review. Uh, this one came in just the other day. Subject line is amazing. Five stars. I started listening to you guys in the evening in BC. Then I heard about your podcast. I love it. You guys are so funny and you brighten so many people's lives. Thanks for doing the podcast. That is from TA underscore Amour. The next one is from Black Lotus. The subject, look no further. Five stars again. Not satisfied with your current podcast? Need someone to give you a good laugh? Maybe you need some advice about life? Look no further. Roz and Mocha is the one. Wow. Another one from uh, Stock HGR. Started listening to the radio show about eight years ago, but my commute was always short, so I only got to hear snippets. I work a job that revolves around a lot of boring data entry work, and I'm telling you, these boys get me through my day. There's been too many times that my coworkers and my boss have come over to my desk only to catch me laughing to myself. I look absolutely insane. I love that the episodes are so long, and the game episode was hilarious. Lots of love to the whole fam, including the low-key star of the show, damn it, Matthew. Oh, oh wow! Oh. <laughs> I got excited for a minute. <laughs> and finally, this one is from Hail ninety three. Uh, another review subject line: Roz five stars, and it has it's got three words here: smooth, cool, dude. Stop it! <laughs> so every week uh, we post on Instagram at kiss nine two five ask Roz and Mocha, and this is where you get to load up the comment section with your question, and we'll try to get through as many as we can right now. And of course, uh, have somebody on the podcast live to ask their question. Hello, Savannah. Hello. Hi, Savannah. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Where do you listen to the show from? Uh, from Kingston, Ontario. Nice. All right. And what is your question today? Um, my question was, what is the one moment in your life that if it didn't go how it went, would your life still be the same? 
as it is today. Oh, wow. Like, like you're asking like if you if... decided to marry your ex, like yeah. do you think you would have still ended up with your current significant other? Like, do you think your life still would have like ended up the way it is right now? If something else happened in your life back in the day. Oh, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a relationship. It could just be. No, like anything. any one big moment. Damn, Maury. Well, okay. Well, Maury's shaking his head right now. Because if when my <laughs> when I was two years old, my mom left my dad. And yes. she left me with my dad because he had a job and she didn't. Had my mom taken me with her to Calgary, things would have been insanely different. Yeah. But your mom... I'd be a born again right now, just like her. So you're... Sorry, I got to put my coat on. I'm freezing in here right you now. okay? Yeah, I'm freezing. I just wanted <laughs> to chill. I thought you were leaving because of my story. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> this story's so no, boring, I'm out. I'm going to leave just like your mom. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, no, okay, so I'm sitting here. So, okay, so hold on here. So, because your mom left both you and your dad, right? That's right. So, you're saying that if your mom. If she took me loved with her to you Calgary. And just left your dad. Well, I'm sure she loved me. Right, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so you're saying that well, if, your mom, if your mom just left your dad but took you to Calgary with her. That's right. So then you would have grown up in Calgary, and yeah, you would probably have a very different life. Insanely different. You, yeah, I guess I, yeah. You don't think any stars would have aligned and like you still would have ended up working on the Rosamoga show? Not a chance. So here's, here's my no. thing is no, no, because Maury's like the, the one other thing that you have to understand about Maury is that his love for like television and radio and all that stuff. Like Maury was the guy who was in his very early teens, like as a kid who would go down you know, to the Much Music building and, you know, sit there and watch live TV happen and loved oh, yeah. all the people that did it. Like, there was like, almost a restraining order against me because I was <laughs> very aggressive towards some people in the business. Wow. Damn. Yikes. Like who? <laughs> Tracy Melchor. Really? Yeah, yeah. I made her gifts and stuff. Now she jokes about it. She still has the gifts, but... You made her gifts? Like what? Because she at the time was the receptionist at City Pulse. Yeah. And I wanted nothing more than to meet Mark Daly or Gord Martineau and stuff like that. Yeah. She, You had to get past the receptionist. She was my in. Yeah. So I would make her um, paper mache boxes <laughs> for her pens and stuff like that. <laughs> she still has them, You're apparently. A total she says stalker. that. Wow. Yeah. Weirdo stalker, man. Yeah. I don't know how you got so close to me. <laughs> I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a Netflix special one day. <laughs> Dirty Maury. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I think uh, thinking this way, you know, where if that one thing didn't go right, you know, how would your life be different, or would I wind up here exactly where I am? And and I don't know the answer to that. Like it's a maddening sort of circular spiral of just craziness that to even to even think that if like one thing didn't go right you know where would i like where would i be because it's not even just like the the, the most recent things you know even just when moke and i started this when moke and i started this show it wasn't that long before that that Catherine and i had just got back together and she got pregnant and we had yeah. just moved in together. Like we hadn't even been living together all that long when Moke and I started this show. And we have to think further back. Like if you didn't grow up in Acton. But that's not my, I, but I don't know then. Like I would be probably interested in other things and I, I yeah. maybe wouldn't be, I would be as successful doing something else. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, but I will say, I'll say this. We had, we had the option. Catherine and I had the option. So I was working at ET and Catherine got pregnant. And at the same time that I was talking 
to the to this company to come and do this show. I was also talking to another company about moving to Los Angeles mm. to take a job in L.A. And we had a long conversation about it. Catherine and I had a long conversation about it. Mm. What would be, you know, what would be best? And because she was pregnant, we were sort of going back and forth on two ways, saying, well, we could move to L.A., have an American baby, and, mm -hmm. you know, get like a, a great place and just, you know, raise her on the beach. And, you know, it'll be this fantastic, cool life. But what it came down to was that we knew that we didn't have any friends there. And it gotcha. was going to be extremely difficult yeah. to go through this process without any without any friends. And uh, and so we decided one of those things to stay here. So I will say this, and that is if Catherine hadn't gone accidentally pregnant, I would be 100 yeah. percent living in Los Angeles right oh, now. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say, Savannah, my answer would be the one thing that that sticks out of my mind when you brought up the question. I would not be doing this show with Roz. I wouldn't be doing the Roz and Mocha show if when I was asked to work at this radio station, I was originally hired to do the afternoon show. And two weeks after I was hired to do the afternoon show here, they had said, how would you like to do the morning show with Roz? And eventually, after a lot of back and forth, I said yes. But had I had said no and... Yeah continued to do the afternoon show, just stuck with the original plan, there would be no Roz and Mocha show. Right. Right. Which is interesting, right? It would be a yeah. Roz and whoever else. I don't else. think the show would have lasted had I done it with anybody else. Oh, Me neither. I don't. know. I really Me don't. Neither. One, I wasn't good enough to do it with anybody else. I needed somebody who was spectacular <laughs> and knew everything like you. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't good enough to, I'd never hosted a show before. I was not good enough to do it with somebody who was not at your level. And then I will say this, that if we, if it did somehow work out and I was still here and it was the Roz and somebody else show and Mocha was Doug, doing, let's say Doug, yeah, Roz and Doug show and <laughs> oh, Mocha, Mocha, no. Mocha was no. doing afternoons <laughs> on this station. I can guarantee you that by this period of time, Mocha would not be doing afternoons on this station and somebody would have offered him a ton of money to go to another radio station to do mornings and we would be competing against each other. Oh no, imagine that. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know where that would leave Maury. Homeless. Oh, right. Back in Calgary <laughs> with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my coworkers yeah. are like beyond ecstatic that you guys asked my question because the three of us listen to you guys every day. Oh. Every day. And we actually coincidentally each have a favorite. Okay, because okay. I was gonna ask that question. So Savannah okay. between yes. Razamoka, who is your favorite? Actually, no, no. I don't want to start with you yet. Okay. Let's go through your coworkers <laughs> first. Okay. Okay. So Okay, so Give Jessica. us the name of... Okay, so Jessica says what? I would have to go with Mocha because of his laugh. Oh. Okay, so Jessica picks Mocha. And uh, who's the other coworker? Zach. All right, Zach, yeah. between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Now, Savannah, between Roz and Mocha, yeah. who's your favorite? Uh... Hands down, Roz. Oh, thank God. My favorite's Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between Roz, Roz is like the Roz voice of Doug. reason. Hands down. Uh, yeah. You're the All best. Right. Thank you, love. You're welcome. <laughs> Poor Doug. <laughs> <laughs> he never gets picked. All right. Thanks, Savannah. Um, can we just have a little bit of a request? Yeah. We're preschool teachers, and right now we're in class, and I'm doing circle time. So can my kids just say hi to you? Of course. Oh my God! Okay. The kids been sitting in that circle all this time. Yeah, oh, we have the best damn. class. 
I know, right? They're yeah. the greatest. Yeah, that's that the is best. a long time to be sitting in a circle. <laughs> in a circle. What oh circle God. time? Are you ready to say hi to Rosa Mocha? Okay, one, two, three, say hi. Oh, oh my God. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thank That's you guys best. so much. You guys rock. Uh, All right, take you. care, Savannah. Take we care. love you lots. Thanks. Love you too. Bye. Right, bye bye. That was lovely. I love teachers, man. God, so great. My kid has had the best teachers too. Um, we have a question here mm-hmm. for Damn it, Matthew. Oh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Maury. Wow, this is twice in the same podcast. <laughs> Damn it, Matthew's come up over your name. <laughs> What does Dammit Matthew do for a living that he's always, quote, so busy? <laughs> <laughs> so Dammit Matthew, of course, Dammit Maury's husband, and Maury's not allowed to call Matthew at work because it turns into a big thing. He, he texted me yesterday, asked me to order him a chicken dinner for dinner. Yeah. And, but I had questions like, what do you want for the size, blah, blah, blah. He wrote back going, I'm very busy, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so what does Matt Dammit Matthew do for a living that he's so busy? <laughs> He's a publicist. He works at a television station. Yeah. And he's a publicist. Yeah. So, uh, but even like when you're like bothering him at home and you record those conversations, he's like busy doing other stuff too. He's so busy. (laughs) Professional and personal. Like, he's just so busy. Yeah. He makes a lot of busy work for himself, right? Like, he's always just has to be doing something, right? Yeah. He just can't sit. Yeah. Uh, The person that asked that question also has a question specifically for you, Roz. Right. Uh, They don't even have a name. It's just a letter, the letter B. Oh. Why is Roz so convinced that ghosts are not real? Because ghosts are not real. Caitlin wants to know this. You have to sing karaoke. Mm -hmm. What song do you pick? Don't sing karaoke. Uh, Walking in Memphis by Mark Cohen. That's my always go to. Walking in Memphis. Walking with my feet 10 feet off a beal. Walking in Memphis. Do I really feel the way I feel? For a second, I thought that uh, I was worried that you were going to sing Walking in Memphis because I didn't want this podcast to get pulled because we used a song. But there's no way that anybody would recognize that. No machine. going to flag this <laughs> as walking in Memphis. Yeah. Morgan could sing that song as Shazam. He's going to be like, I don't know. No idea what that is. Try again. So Maury's is walking in Memphis. Do you sing karaoke at all, Mocha? Um, I don't. No. What's the last time I did karaoke? Like in college. And I don't even know what song. What's your karaoke was. song with your son now? Oh, God. Like Michael Finnegan by the Wiggles. Yeah. There was an old man named Michael Finnegan. Mm-hmm. He had whiskers mm-hmm. on his chin again. Along came the wind and blew them in again. Poor old Michael Finnegan began again. I like that. Uh, the last time I sang publicly was <laughs> a friend's 50th birthday party and they had a band. Oh, yeah? And the band was huge fans of this show. And so they they called me up and they were like, they just knew how to play everything. And they were like, you name the song, we'll play it. You're going to sing a song with us. And I was like, okay. And I was hammered. Yeah. It was outside. I'm covered in mosquito bites and everything else. And it was, what did I do? A Ring of Fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, Catherine, and I, Catherine and I love that song. Roxy loves that song. How does it go? Oh. Ring of Fire. Morning. Yeah, yeah, how does it go? Shut up. I'm not going to sing. Find a new puppet, man. <laughs> Do you wash your, uh, Justin Bradshaw writes, do you wash your driveway as part of spring cleaning? Oh, hell Hell yeah. yeah. Of course. You want to have a very beautiful, clean, nice looking driveway. Are you kidding me? Yes. I know. I mean, you know, waste of water and everything, but (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Clean ass driveway, bro. You pay the bill. (laughs) Uh, Anthony Lombardo asked this question. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Oh, 
Jeez. Do you remember at all? Yeah, like a rock star. Yeah. I would like really groom myself to be all rock and roll. I the the I looked the part. I was in bands. I like all that stuff. Like I just wanted to make my life rock and roll. Yeah. Like that was just really that was it. And then as I got a little bit older, I was going to be uh, an architect. Oh, nice. That was sort of where my life was going in in high school. And uh, that's I was I was going to go to college for it. I was going to do do all that stuff. I and I still it's my, still my number one sort of like passion is architecture and design and nice. uh, interior and, and that sort of thing. So, the size of a building. Yes, thank you, more. Uh, yeah, so that was it. That's it for me. I wanted to be a cartoonist. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Because I like drawing, and I used to have all the drawing books. I used to buy them all the time, yeah. and I took, a, like, a cartooning class when I was a kid, yeah. and I just wanted to be uh, work in animation. Really? Yeah. That's what my brother does. My brother's an animation director, and uh, it's his whole life. That was his whole thing. But it, back in the day when he went to... The guidance counselors, because you had to, I always had to go to a guidance counselor in high school, yeah. and you had to tell them like your your likes and stuff, and then they would tell you what college courses to take. Like it was a whole thing, and my and my brother went, and he said, you know, they they sat down, they did the interview, and went through what he likes, and the only thing he was interested in was drawing. And they told him that that he had to pick uh, something else because that he was going to be poor. If you tried to make turn drawing into really? a, into a living, they didn't even understand that you this, there was such a thing as animation. Yeah, and then it turned out that we had one of the best animation schools in the entire world, like thirty minutes away from our house, and so that's where he went. He went to Sheridan College at the time, but uh, but yeah, no. So you were you were young when? So what was the popular animated shows when you really got into animation? Like, there was, what was your sort of example ooh. of? Like the, there was one show that I watched religiously. I just looked it up to make sure that um, that I had the right name. Yeah. But they aired it on TV uh, on uh, TVO and PBS as well in the mm. late '80s, called The Secret City Adventures. And it was just this guy who, with a, a pen and a pad of paper, on an easel. And he was just drawing just various things. Really, yeah. And I would just like sit there with my pen or pencil and a pad of paper and copy everything that he was doing. Mesmerized yeah. by it. Yeah. Like how people are like mesmerized by um, by Bob Ross, right? Yeah. This guy was like my Bob Ross. I don't know what his name is, but uh, this was a show that I, I watched a lot that really, really got me into, into cartooning. Maury? Uh, I always wanted to be a fireman when I was a little kid. Really? And then I got obsessed with radio, but I wanted to be a fireman. Anytime a fire truck went by, I was obsessed. But I never could say fire truck. The T in truck, when I was a kid, I would change to an F. Yeah, a lot and of kids And I would start do. yelling out fire. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of kids have that. Now, is yeah. it because you found fire, you were attracted to firemen, or you were you actually wanted to be a fireman? I th I'm, I'm convinced I didn't know it at the time, but I must have found firemen very sexy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't stalk them, too, making paper mache stuff. <laughs> Every time they went by, huh? Rachel wanted to find out from us, what is your favorite number or letter to write on paper? Oh, shut up, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> What's my favorite number to write on paper? <laughs> or letter. Or letter. Ugh. I don't know. I don't have a favorite. Okay, I know why Moy brought this up. Why? why? Because you want to give your answer. Oh, I just found it one. fascinating. I wanted to see what you guys would yeah. say, but mine, I, I love writing eights or Bs. When I was a kid, I used to like writing a cursive L. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I found that to be real swirly and sexy. I, I can't even, I couldn't even tell you, because when I, I write with all, like, capital letters, I, know. I couldn't tell you how to do a cursive L. Yeah, I don't remember any cursive writing whatsoever. No? I never learned school. cursive. No. And I used to confuse Ps and Bs all the time. Yeah. 
I always got those mixed peas and bees. Peas and bees. I would always screw up peas and bees. They're complete opposite. (laughs) But I would always mess up. Like you wouldn't know whether the line goes like up or down. Or down. I guess people confuse B and D, not P. P and D. So it'd be like peanut butter. (laughs) Peanut butter. Peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Give me your peanut butter. Uh, wow, I've never heard of anybody confusing peas and bees before. That's super weird. You can man. still hear my dad now. It's a pea. <laughs> Jordan asks this question Have you ever spent a ridiculous amount of money on something that you knew wasn't really worth it, <laughs> but you just wanted it? <laughs> All right. Okay, I got You go. have daily, you have <laughs> daily expenses that relate to this, right, Maury? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's. I could say many things. Books, art, so many things that I just blow my money on. That shirt. This is a fantastic polo like, shirt. What are we saying is a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money? Okay. Can I tell you, I once spent $800 on an Andy Warhol um, poster for one of his art shows. It wasn't even a Warhol. It was like a poster for an art show. Right. And then I found out that it was a, an imitation. It was like a, just a photocopy. So hold on here. You what? bought a, you didn't buy an Andy Warhol anything. I bought a, you, it was a poster for one of his art shows. Okay, so somebody made a poster for an Andy Warhol art show. Andy Warhol did not make this poster. That's this correct. was a poster advertising the Andy Warhol show. Yeah, and it was so, even fake of that. So you, and then, so that poster somewhat existed in real life, which is weird, that somebody would pay for that. And then, so you bought a fake version of a poster advertising Andy Warhol? Yeah, that was passed off to be the real thing. For $800? Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, but what do you mean passed off as a real thing? So They said this is from the 60s that um, promoted his show at the Tate Modern in London. Right. Oh. This is going to be, this is worth a lot of money. This is the original advertisement for the show. Yeah. I'm like, I have to, it's the closest I'll ever get to Warhol. Yeah. So I bought it and then I looked online and this is one of the most ripped off Warhols you can find. But like, don't, it's you worth look at, don't, don't you look at it online before you drop $800 on it? No, it was like one of those, the guy was saying, if you don't buy now, there's other people that want it. So uh, Yeah, up. right, so he lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one. Now, is that 800 U.S. or 800 no, Canadian? No, Canadian. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I spent a ridiculous amount of money on a lot of things that are useless. but Not not useless, but just not really worth that. Like lawn stuff, for instance. Right. Right? Like Yeah, but that's going towards, you know... Going towards like the the presentation of your property. No, no, no. I understand that, but but there, as Catherine always says, can't you find st- the same version of something? You know, in Canada at least. No, but have you where... ever spent money on something not for your lawn, like like a lava lamp, like just something that's useless that you shouldn't spend your money on? Well, listen, man. I I planned a trip to New York State to buy a bag of fertilizer. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Wait, so you drove far for crap? Yes, Murray. Okay? <laughs> like I had like we drove, we drove across the border, passports in hand. And then when we crossed the border, it was another hour plus drive to a gardening place that had a specific kind of organic fertilizer that I wanted. And I paid way too much for it there and then had to get it across the border. Two tanks of gas later, a Wait, full day in New York. Hold on. Did you tell them at the border that you had the fertilizer? Yes. So you had to pay taxes on that? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> to just get home and dump it outside. Yeah, and then I put it in the spreader. I put it on the lawn and then just watched it disintegrate. <laughs> like, 
That's a great example. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hundreds of dollars. Like hundreds of on dollars. On dirt. Yeah, on poop. I would yeah. say like 10 years ago, maybe I bought, or longer than that, maybe 15 years ago, there was a website advertising action figures. Mm-hmm. Scarface. Oh, okay. And they had like four or five different ones. And the reason why they had four or five different, because each one was in a different outfit and a different pose. <laughs> right. So as a grown-ass man that is a huge fan of Scarface, <laughs> yeah. uh, I selected buy all. Right. And they were like a hundred bucks each. Oh. US. Yeah. And I had to pay shipping. Right. And where are they now? In a box in the basement in the storage area that's like in the furnace room under the stairs. But why didn't you take them out and play with them? No, no, though they're, they're valuable. Like you lose the value if you open them up. But then why buy them? You know how ridiculous I would look as a grown man <laughs> playing with Scarface. Do you know dolls? how ridiculous you look paying hundred dollars per Scarface action figure just to get the other outfits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, I do. Right, like, who has who has Scarface toys? That's so weird, dude. Okay, we can do one more here. Okay, one more, one more, one more. Oh, here, Brandon asks uh, for Roz, uh, but Mocha and Dammit Mori can answer too. So we'll pose this question to the room here. Have you ever met a celebrity that you have or had a crush on? Oh, wow. <laughs> Mori's like, let me go through day by day. Zach Efron. Yeah. What about Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum held me in his arms. <laughs> he did. After you, no, he did. Yeah, but you asked That's him. And then to still to you. this day, That's Warner true. Brothers goes, please don't ask the celebrity to, to lift you up. <laughs> <laughs> still. That's right. I will vouch for that. That is 100% true. I don't know. Have I ever met anyone that I've had a crush on? <sighs> no. Like, I've met people that I've been extremely nervous around because I'm big. Like, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Like, The Rock. Mm-hmm. But... What it, about the guy that runs the WWE's daughter? The guy that runs his daughter? Who's the guy what? That, who's the guy that runs the WWE? Who? Vince McMahon? Yeah, the his daughter. You met Stephanie her. Stephanie McMahon? Yeah, don't you have a crush on her? I never met her. I thought you met her here in the hall. No. Oh, okay. No, Ric Flair's daughter was here. Oh, oh. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was nice. I got a crush on her. Um, I can't I think know. of anybody. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, with the amount of people that you've interviewed, oh, though, Roz, like between this show and yeah. ET Canada, you've interviewed like everybody. But um, anyone that you've ever had like a super huge crush on? No. No, not re- No, no. I've never had like a super huge crush on where I've been nervous sort of like uh, around them. Not really. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't have those like celebrity crushes. I mean, there's people who I think are sexy, and but uh, they're sexy in the in a sort of character way that they're not a real person. And then most times when you just sit down with somebody, I'm never really that enthralled with them, or I don't think in those terms of, you know, my my crush. Like I'm not like Maury, where I'm gonna ask somebody to hold me in their yeah. arms. <laughs> right? I once no. told Winona Ryder that she could turn me straight. Right. Yeah. Like I don't do stuff like that. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't I don't generally say those kinds of things to people. No, I do, I don't. I mean, I've I've flirted with people before. I've had I've I've interviewed people where their people have asked my people for my info. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like who? Can you say? Come on. Rhymes with Oh, Initials God. are. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. Come on, I not can't. even initials. Nah. 
No. Oh. I'll write it on a piece of paper and I'll I'll show you guys. Okay. Give, give me a pen, Maury. Here you go. So you interviewed this person. Yes. And at the end of the interview, that person went to their people and said, I want that guy's yes. phone number. Yes. And did you give them the number? I did not. Was wow. this, how, was this like within the past 10 years that we've been working together? Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay, okay, let me see the paper. Yeah, yeah. No way! 100%. Yeah? Yep. Hi. Yep. You don't get to see more. <laughs> Maury's, Maury, you're too much of a gossip, Maury. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Wait, wait, I can see. <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we wrap things up, I want to read to you guys uh, this comment that came through from uh, June. Uh. I introduced my wife to your show for the first time, and she thinks you guys are hilarious. I showed her your pics, and somehow she knew right away that Mocha was Guyanese. Don't ask me how. Wow. Uh, so now, on behalf of my wife, I would like to ask Roz, uh, which kind of white guy are you? She thinks you have some <laughs> Spanish or Irish blood in you. <laughs> What's the answer? Also, she's never heard the show before, and when I asked her if Roz sounded or looked like a smooth, cool dude, she said, quote, you're making fun of him, and that's not nice because he looks like a nice guy. Wow. I love this guy's wife. So uh, what kind what, of white are you? What am I? I don't know, to, don't. Be, to be honest with you. I don't have a big family um, history. Like, I, my dad was American. His family was all American. Like, I don't have that. I'm a little Italian and a little Irish and a little... Yeah. I, I don't celebrate any sort of white anglo you know version of my sure. ancestors i ne and i never and i never have i always just say i'm white trash because it was just the easiest way it was the easiest way to describe what i was which was multi-generation american multi-generation canadian yeah and so i don't know like i don't actually know my background People have said things uh -huh. in my past where the, we have a little Sicilian in us or we have a little of this. And, and a lot of it has just turned out to be wrong where somebody oh, really? else has like corrected. Yeah. So I don't know because I don't know my dad's family. Okay. Right? Like I don't know other than my dad. I don't know anything about anyone else in his family. Really? No. Wow. Have you ever gone to Ancestry.ca? Um yeah, I did once, and there was literally nothing that showed really? up from that. Or did you spit in the tube? Uh, no, I don't want to spit in the tube. Oh. I don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, no, so I don't know. I don't know oh, what kind of white I am. Why don't you pick one and we'll stick with it? Yeah. Well, like what, though? Polish. Let's just say Polish. Then. Hey, then we're related. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Every week, uh, we're going to post on Instagram at Kiss925, Ask Roz and Mocha. That is where you get to ask your questions, and we'll try right here on the podcast to answer as many as we can. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, wherever it is that you get the Roz and Mocha Show podcast from, please leave a rating and or review, and of course, share the podcast with all of your friends, all right? Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com or on the KISS 92.5 app.